Okay, so this is one of the more surreal experiences that uh, I've had in my years of doing both uh, radio and podcast work. I certainly never thought that I would be doing an episode like this. By the way, this is Andrew Langer. I'm one of the two hosts of Andrew and Jerry Save the World, and this is my introduction to a reissue of a podcast that Jerry and I did uh, when we were doing the Langercast back in 2019, February of 2019, in which we were joined by my very good friend, Cameron Gray. And as I record this, I am still in shock uh, over the news that Cameron died over the weekend. Uh, he died on Saturday. And I, I, I don't know how much of the story I want to tell. Um, I, I got a couple of text messages from John Pop. I was at a family event on Saturday. And I literally thought John was texting me because he wanted to borrow a piece of equipment from me. In fact, I you know, said this to my dad who was sitting with me at this event. And I texted John when I had a moment. I said, hey, I'm at a family event. And uh, he, uh, and what's up? And, and he texted back, just no worries. I'll, I'll talk to you later on. And a couple hours later, I got a couple of text messages from um or a couple of phone calls from Cameron's phone. And then I thought something, something might be up. Um, you know, we have a, a mutual friend, uh, the three of us, me, John and Cameron, uh, who's got a, a wife who has been ill. And I thought maybe something had happened with her. And uh, both those guys are really good at keeping me apprised as to what's going on with mutual friends. So I, I uh, called back when I got a moment, I called uh, Cameron's phone um, and, and uh, Cameron's wife uh, there was clearly something going on and I immediately knew given the fact that she picked up Cameron's phone immediately knew what it, what had happened and, uh, was just gutted as I said on Facebook. Um, and I, I chatted with her for a few minutes and had to go cause I had to get back to this event, but then I couldn't stay at this event and, and, uh, said my goodbyes and, um, uh, then called John on my way home and chatted with him about, uh, about the circumstances. And one of the things I'm grateful for, and I don't think I'm sharing tales out of school, is that uh, John was there with Cameron and Cameron's wife when Cameron passed. Um, I, I, I just, I'm so glad about that. That uh, the people who Cameron loved the most dearly in the world were were with him there. I wish, obviously, I could have been there as well to say my goodbyes. Cameron Gray. This is in no way an actual eulogy. Uh, those will those will come later. Um, but I will, and I've shared a little bit on Facebook. I mean, I, I considered Cameron to be very much, a, a one of my closest friends, uh, you know, as I, as I say on my Facebook, uh, commemoration, you know, the, the phrase brother from another mother is cliche, but I, I really feel that way, um, with Cameron. He was, um, such a good friend, uh, always supportive of me, um, always some that I can turn to, you know, I didn't say this in the Facebook thing. You know, when I lost the gig at WBAL and was trying to figure out what to do with my life, Cameron's obviously one of the people that I turned to almost immediately. And, you know, one of the things that he did for me was he put together um, a, a sort of a best of Andrew Langer air check tape for me. Um, you know, I, I, I relied on his expertise. Anyway, I, I wanted to release this um, this podcast because I think it's one of those examples of why Cameron was so important to me and why he was who he was, how he was who he was. Uh, a, a brilliant guy. 
And again, I've said this on Twitter, and I think I said it on Facebook as well. Someone whose talents just, I don't think, were ever adequately recognized. I mean, and I don't know why. You know, I I do talk radio, right? I love doing talk radio, and I love doing my podcasting. Um, Why Cameron did not have a a five-day-a-week radio show, I don't know. I mean, he was, you know, there. listen, I've worked with producers you'd never want. Uh, uh, and this is no offense to any of my producer friends, and they know who they are. I, You know, who, who would, you would never want anywhere near a microphone. I've worked with others who, who should have been, uh, you know, uh, show hosts in their own right. I mean, Cameron had everything, everything that you would want in a talk show host. He understood how to form a radio show and how to entertain people. He was a smart guy, a brilliant guy. He had a a perspective. He was funny. He was witty. He was a truth teller. All of all of those things. And and it just killed me that he wasn't recognized or on the radio and and I just I don't understand it um yeah now I'm now I'm starting to get more emotional again I um he was on with me and Jerry a couple of times he was on my WBAL show a couple of times I wish I had had him on more I've always said you know I mean beyond anything else right uh, in a perfect world, if I were on the air five days a week, uh, Cameron Gray would have been the person, the first person I would go to to be my producer. And this, of course, is not to take away anything from the brilliant producers that I've worked with. But, you know, Cameron is a is an old and, and dear friend of mine. Um, I, I couldn't tell you how long I've known him. I think that's a that's a good sign. He's been a ubiquitous presence in my adult life. Uh, certainly got to know him a lot more when uh, when he was working on the Cam and Company show at uh, uh, NRA TV and Sirius XM. Uh, and obviously since then, but we bonded over our shared love of many things, not the least of which is the business of talk radio. Um, the, the folks that we've known, the folks that he worked with, the, 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 the personalities that he came into contact with. Um. I will share this because I, I did I did say this in my Facebook post and then we'll get to the actual the actual show. Um, you know, Cameron and John and I traded some messages during the week about going to this Amish buffet. And I and I said this as well as last Sunday, uh, a week ago, Sunday, um, I was listening to uh, American Top 40, the 70s on Sirius XM, as I tre- tend to do on my on my Sundays. And um, Willie wants a uh, little Willie is the song by the sweet uh, came on. And, and for those of you who know it, um, anyway, it's a, it's got a, it's just got a, a, a memorable guitar riff at the beginning of it, but it was also used for a fake radio station and, and a series of bootleg tapes that came out in the eighties called Brocket 99 it used to be played, you know, not constantly, but, but regularly on the old Don and Mike show, Cameron Gray, was a producer for G Gordon Liddy. They shared a station, a home station with, uh, with the Don and Mike show and Cameron knew all those guys as well as I became, you know, friends with eventually, but Brock in 99, this fake radio station, it was something that, that they played. And it was the kind of thing that, you know, immediately when I heard this, the first person that I wanted to text about it was Cameron because he would, he would laugh about it. And we traded quips 
uh, and and you know snippets from the show that we remembered, um, and, and that's the kind of thing, right? You know, you know the kind of guy you could go and talk to about Tom Gavin or Dennis Murphy or whomever else, if you were Don and Mike Finn. Um, and I hope you can tell I've got a smile on my face as I have tears in my eyes. So this episode, this episode was recorded in February of 2019 uh, from the studios at uh, at uh, Hillsdale College's um, U.S. Uh, I'm sorry, D.C. campus up on Capitol Hill. Um, the audio quality goes in and out. I apologize for that. I don't remember what happened. I know I had to revamp the audio for it. Um, but the episode is entitled Everybody Hates Langer. And, and that's, again, part of Cameron's sense of humor is that we sit down and we start talking and almost immediately Cameron comes out and says, hey, Andrew, why is it that people hate you? You know, you're such a lovely guy. I think that's what he said. I don't remember anyway, but he goes on and he, and he says, but I was having this conversation. You'll hear this as someone who, who, who disliked me intensely. And um, and we went on from there. I I took out uh, the old ads from the Realm Network. You might there might be some music in there as well, uh, but please enjoy it. And I'm not going to say any other comments at the end. I think it speaks for itself. Um, my heart goes out to Cameron's wife Loretta. The two of them were each other's rocks in this world. So if you're going to do anything, please reach out to her and let her know that she is loved and she is supported uh, because she is. Um, the world is absolutely my world, especially is a dimmer place because Cameron Gray is no longer in it. I, you know, I say this. He's not no longer in it. I can't pick up the phone and reach him. Um, but he will be, I know this, a constant presence in my life moving forward. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna get sucked into trolls because I'd be thinking about what Cameron Gray would be would be saying. Anyway, without further ado, this is the Langercast episode 166 from February of 2019. Everybody hates Langer. Well, good morning, everybody. Welcome to episode 166 of the Langercast. I am Andrew Langer. I'm Lieutenant Governor Fairfax. Are you? Are you? <laughs> Wearing white face, clearly, which is <laughs> which, which is racial. Hey, so Andrew, Andrew, so a guy in blackface, <laughs> a guy in a KKK, a hood, and a and a rapist walking to a bar. Yes. but enough about this show. <laughs> <laughs> and we're joined by Cameron Gray. That third voice you hear is our old friend Cameron Gray. Hi. I'm so glad you could join us today. Uh, consultant Cameron Gray, author Cameron Gray, and you recognize friend of Buzz Burbank. Yes, Cameron I was going to say you, you say, recognize a, that voice. That is a good voice. That's uh, a, that's solid. That, that is the sign, the hallmark, if you will, of a great great show. That we have Buzz Burbank doing yes. our our, uh, our bumpers. Th yes, this thank show you. is, I appreciate is crap that. on a weekly, daily basis. We have very often you do it. But the, at least the guy who introduces <laughs> the show is so good, well, you know. it removes most of the stain of the show. Hi. <laughs> yes, but uh, Cameron, I hate Trump. Uh, Cameron Gray, uh, who, of course, uh, you have all sorts of memories of those days at WJFK. I, someone the other day uh, talked to me about my time on the Don and Mike show. Yes. I, I didn't work on the Don and Mike show. No, of course I, not. I, there, was, there was times when you know, I was on the show. Uh, there was a long time Don and I didn't get along very well. Um, but. <laughs> But that was, Sounds I left like in phone. 2006. Wow. And that was, this is like in the 90s. People, just, the, the, the memories created by that show and th that station, the old WJFK here in D.C., it's amazing that Before people they still bring it up. Blew it up and went all sports. But I mean, the folks have gone on to bigger and better things. Actually, you know, it's kind of funny. I, I listened to, I will admit this. Hmm. 
I will. I, I very rarely will speak this name. I listened to the Michael O'Mara show for the first time yeah. in. It, it's got to have been two years. Okay. And I called you. Back, I called you. I know. You were listening. I know. Hey, I Andrew, was. what are you doing? <laughs> listening to O'Mara. Really? really? I was very sheepish about it. Have you ever discussed why this is an issue? Yeah, I mean, listen, I've, I've been over it, and it's funny because I had this conversation with uh, my old podcast partner, uh, Mark Nugent. You told me to. Yes. No, but I, have, but I specifically had this conversation with Mark Nugent because our buddies at Red Maryland, uh, I, I would say Mark and Greg, um, uh, both think that I overreacted. I mean, listen, it was a situation in which, uh, in which, my uh, Mike and Rob made um, they made light of a situation that was very sensitive in my life. They used it for comedy, okay. and that upset me greatly. And then when I tried to talk to Mike about it a few months later, it was uh, well, you made fun of you. Yeah, he said, "What are you? Do- why are you? Why is? Why are you? Why are you dealing with this? Why are you? You know? Why yeah, now?" Right. And you should have so, just punched anyway. him in the mouth. <laughs> okay, yeah, can I stop the show for a second, please? So I was talking to my wife about this yesterday, Andrew. And Jerry, I'm going to- Were really you talking about this? No, no, about you. I was going to say. Oh. Which, which I often do to my wife. Because um, she's always like, why can't you be more like Andrew? Oh, no. Oh, so I'm going to direct this to you, Jerry. Oh, no. Loretta, you don't want that. So I've- I, Andrew Langer has been a true friend of mine. Yes. A oh, dear oh, friend. Oh, wait, are we going to talk about this story? No, no, no. Listen. Oh, okay. God, he always interrupts. It's ridiculous. Yes. How has this show been on 166 times? It's ridiculous. More to the point. Yes. No, so that's, that's his thing. <laughs> so I think Andrew Langer is one of the nice people. I I I love you too. I think you're a great guy. I don't know you as well, right? But Andrew and I have been friends for a long time. I consider me and you friends as well. But Andrew and I, I consider like a brother. Thank you. And I was talking to my wife yesterday because there's another person. It's, uh, the story about Michael Mayer brings this up. That Andrew, I've always told Andrew, stop fighting on Twitter. Stop fighting on Twitter. And you you're right. Fighting. And I, uh, I told him, well, we won't mention names, is I met another person who I think is a great person who hates Andrew Langer. <laughs> who, who, Jerry's, hates Andrew. who Jerry's wanted to punch in the mouth before. Okay, so I'm sure. Yes. Yeah, so it doesn't need to be said on the air. But, w- Jerry, what is it about Andrew that he's the most <laughs> delightful person? He's one of the smartest people I know. I consider him like a real brother to me. But so many people hate him. It is, it is, it is the weirdest thing, right? Because I mean, you talk familiarity, to, Cameron, familiarity breeds contempt. I don't know what it is. I've never wanted to punch you in the face, but I've met so many people who hate Andrew Langer. Oh. I don't get it. Oh. What? Jerry, what is <laughs> Jerry, it? Jerry, what is it? <laughs> <laughs> Does he does he relish hey, in the hate? Haters no. are going to hate, right? Uh, yes, but uh, do you want a serious answer? Or of course, or, or, of course, I want a serious or, answer. Or, or, yeah. I, what I think is, I think people don't like to be told they're wrong. Okay. And Andrew, um, I mean, he doesn't do it the way an Irishman would do it. I mean, but he has a, he, you know, Andrew uh, uh, rightly understands that ideas matter, mm-hmm. which is why he engages on Twitter because he thinks that one mind change. Andrew's still someone who thinks he can persuade. Yes, and the problem yes, with yes, oh, yes, but, yes. Cameron, but, no, but Cameron's, Cameron's not talking about about no, no, the haters no, on Twitter. No, but my, my point is this though: there are people who are just comfortable, just where they are in, in their of tribe, and, and you know, and 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 Andrew, Andrew plays with that. I don't mm-hmm. think, I, and I don't think, especially in the last you know the last decade or so, with people don't like it. People don't people don't no. like to be told. Oh, absolutely not that they're wrong. Look, look, I have a, I have a. One of my oldest friends, I consider a friend of mine, oh, the first yeah. person I ever talked to at Bergen Catholic High School. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were online uh, to do our our, our uh, weight uh, our weight test for football, bench press and leg press, mm-hmm. and he was there and I started talking to him. He had a big black eye. I was like, and I said, "Hey, what happened to your eye?" Mm-hmm. And I thought I thought it'd be kind of a funny story, but it wasn't. He got stung by a bee. Anyway, <laughs> from that day on, we were we were fast friends. His father worked from the Bronx. Mm-hmm. His father worked in the Trans Authority. My father did. Anyway, the Covington Catholic thing comes up, 
And I, I don't fight on Twitter, and mm-hmm. I don't fight on Facebook, right, right. but I do post on occasion. Mm-hmm. You know, especially if in that in that case, you know, I, you know, the, the, that young man, those kids were were attacked in such a way that I thought others should rally around them. Sure, right, of course. And so he had gone on; he had joined the social media mob. But he's and he's a lefty, mm-hmm. but he's a he's a reasonable guy, and right. I and I and I and very nicely I. I uh, posted on his uh, on, on on the thread and said, "Hey, you might want to rethink this." And I posted the most recent, or you know, the, and he he unfriended me. Wow, that's yeah. sad. Yeah, and I and what I, I emailed him and I said, "You didn't just unfriend me over this BS." Yeah, and he hasn't even responded since. Yeah, wow. Yeah, that is someone that's who I've so known sad. since 1986. Yeah, yeah, just over 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 that. So again, the the reason for that story is I think uh, there's an element of that with people who don't like to be challenged, mm-hmm. whether it's in, with humor or politics or whatever it does. I mean, look, you're a big personality. Yeah, there there are people who don't like to be in the same room with a big personality. That's true. Huh. I think that that, that gets yeah. that gets that gets to some of this. It was actually it was a great conversation because we've we, I've talked about this separately with both of you. Mm-hmm. Um, you're a bit you of know. a narcissist too. Well, well, listen, <laughs> Andrew. What, what's your answer to the question? Why do you think people I, dislike I think, you so I, strongly? Listen, I think I think it it gets <laughs> complicated. We that's really, the name of the show. We're going the Why do we hit Andrew? Oh. <laughs> I was going to say familiarity breeds contempt. <laughs> I think some people. I think some people mistake my affability with 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 weakness, and they think that they can walk over me. And when I don't Ooh. allow myself to be walked over, right. they don't like it. And so, you know, in in these in these kinds of situations where. Uh, you know, you both know this. I mean, I'm, I am, I am gregarious. I am generous. I, I'm generous with my time. I'm generous with with all sorts of things. Uh, but some folks mistake that for the ability to be ta- be taken advantage. It's actually interesting you both bring this up because this came up in a conversation. Um, had a uh, you know. The, He's right, though. There are pe- I'm, in my head. I'm rolling through it. Oh yeah. Well, I, if you start can, thinking about it, there's can, a trail of people. And like and like, <laughs> uh, uh, right? I mean. Yes, we're all thinking <laughs> of the same people. There's one yes, guy. The one Can I guy. name him? The one? No, no, don't name no, him. No, I'd like, no. like to punch him in the mouth. <laughs> no, I said this. I might just go do it. Yes. When's the Wednesday meeting? <laughs> okay, stop. Enough. Okay, I won't the say, point okay. is, I won't say his name. So I got an e- I got emailed <laughs> an article. I got emailed an article by a, a WBAL listener. Yes. Uh, about Maria Butina, yes. who is the Russian. Yes. Uh, and the honeypot. And the honeypot. Um, and and Paul Erickson, more to the point. Now, yeah. I met Maria Butina and Paul Erickson you want to admit at this? an event. Yeah, no, <laughs> okay. I've, I've, talked, I've, talked, I've talked about this on the okay. air before. <laughs> and, and I'm not going to mention this other person's name, but the immediate vibe I got from Maria Butina was that she was exactly like this uh, uh, grifter person that we had dealt with back a, a few yes. years ago. We'll, I, it was my immediate reaction that, that this was this is you know that it was exactly like someone who has floated around the movement for a while and who and who um, uh, had taken advantage of my generosity not once but twice, and so and, and someone who I will never deal with again. But it that but that's that's the point is that this is someone who. Uh, uh, mistook my affability and my generosity and tried to take advantage of it. And then when I was not willing to be walked over in the end, right. uh, we departed our, our ways. And this, this listen, it's it's DC. This happens. Um, and and so you know, anyway, that's really not how I thought we were going to start the show today. But I appreciate that, camera <laughs> Great, thank but, you very but much. Again, just to put a, a pin in this, is yeah. The I know who you're talking about now because I, I that was over. That was pride. Okay. And, and you know DC does. I mean, this city feeds off and runs on pride. 
Mm-hmm. The if it's not made here, it's wrong kind of attitude. Sure. It's not my idea, so therefore it's a bad idea. Yes. And this person in particular was wrong about an issue. And Andrew uh, took a, in my mind, and I agreed with you, so. Yeah, I know. Uh, t- took a courageous uh, kind of contrarian view on, on, on an issue. And uh, he was beat up, uh, you know, he was uh, intellectually beat up right. from uh, friends and, and, and former, <laughs> I mean, you know, Fred Smith, I think, almost took a club to you. Fred Smith, yes. who we love, by the way. My point is, is that. <laughs> Fred Smith, who also hate, hated me for a while now. But there are, really there are people anybody. in our movement, when you, be, when you are contrarian, when you want to kind of go against uh, the, the tide, they, they take that personally. Mm-hmm. And it, but it's their pride. It's their, it's their problem. But that's also not exclusive to the movement. I, mean, I would imagine. Of course, right. No, that's, right. A, that's a human, you know, since, since most time people, immemorial. Most people will hate him or are in the movement, though. Uh, yeah. Fair, <laughs> fair well, point. You know, <laughs> some of them. I yes. love you. Thank you. I appreciate the, that. Hey, I listen, the, here, here's right the Right now, the universe of people it, who love me is it, in this room. And my wife and my kids. Maybe. Let's not go crazy. If I grow in terms of endearment to Cameron... Andrew is in the just a, we have a just us league. I thought we don't talk about that on the air didn't we go through this with Jenna just a while ago we don't talk about it no no go ahead and talk about it You're, it's your it's your league so well, the just us league is that is that you know you call me up and you ask me to do something it's just us we just go do it oh, no questions asked understood. And, 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 and more to the point you know regardless of the people that we know the people you need to think about you know the, the vast majority of people who hate this man sitting in this room with us <laughs> it, it it does make me endear myself to him too because i do think he's on the side of righteous most of the time um, and, and like i said and and you know you talk about contrarian i've told him many times to his face stop fighting on twitter absolutely stop fighting on facebook so i i will be always always be honest with the guy but it doesn't dear me and the fact that you are also endeared to him too that i think that makes our friendship stronger and too. I, well, and i will and i will say this much you know i i do you will be happy to know this, Cameron Gray, that when I do get dragged down these rabbit holes of, and it's very rare nowadays, I am dragged is passive. It, You're a little more active than dragged. Let's let's. Oh yeah, yeah, no, no, no. Yes, I know. I get. I throw me into that briar patch. Yeah. Um, can I say that now? Am I allowed to say <laughs> throw me in that briar patch? Who knows? Briar, briar rabbit, briar fox. Um, but the as point long is, as you don't do it with blackface. There you go. <laughs> uh, but the point is that I want to. We want to talk about that next. But the point is when I do get into these uh, social media spats, yes. I, I at the when they're done and I've wasted however much time I have wasted, I'm mm-hmm. like, you know, Cameron Gray is going to look at this and he's going to call <laughs> me up and he's going to go, "What are you doing? Right. You idiot! Why? Why are you getting? Dragged I like into being this? your Mrs. Brady in your head. I appreciate that, <laughs> Carol. Thank you very much. But I mean, you but you've got dragged into that on a, on a kit. You I mean, fairly very recently ra- too. Ve- very rarely. I know very I, rarely. I, I it takes a lot for me. And more and more, you know, with all the nonsense going on, on social media, but I have made it a point most of the time, you know, t- whatever, 10 years ago on Twitter, I just, it, to me, it's like, you know, the picture of the lion licking its own privates. I just, Twitter fights, <laughs> Twitter fights to me are you know, just like, funny. You, you, you never, ever change your mind. And you never ever get uh, a sorry out of it. We it's have just, a mutual. We it. have a. We all have a mutual friend. I I posted a uh, a, a gif on Facebook yesterday. Not Facebook on Twitter yesterday because a friend of ours, all of ours. I'm not going to mention her name. Got dragged into a fight over her employer, and and I just sat there and I'm like, what are you, what are you doing? Why are you wasting your time with this? Um, it, because nothing good can come about. I tell you what. Listen, Geraldine uh, Delamere says to know Jerry is to love him. Yes, yes. Thanks, to, Mom. To, to, thank you. Thank you, <laughs> Geraldine. Um, yes, yes. But to know me, as I said, familiarity breeds contempt. <laughs> Tell you what, when we come back, uh, I, I, I want to let's let's get into it with what's going on in Virginia. We'll talk about the State of the Union in a few minutes. 
But I, I, by the way, I'm playing the Tom Tom Club because uh, uh, Tina from the Talking Heads references Curtis Blow in the song. So that's you know, it's, oh, there, that's there are themes that are at that work here. Stretch Armstrong, stretch. Well, I didn't have. <laughs> Sadly, I have a lot of classic rap. I do not have any Curtis Blow in my collection. And this is, is the strange. the rapper, of course, who the. Yeah, we're going to get into general, this. General. Yeah, the can I make general. one request during the show? Please. Can you please explain how the hell you know the hot chick from the 80s movies? Oh, Diane, <laughs> yeah. Diane Franklin. Can I please? Yeah, well, you know something. We'll get into this. Actually, I, I had the biggest, one of my favorite movies. Of all, well, you got to break. We'll, we'll talk about this anyway. Yeah. We'll take a break. When we come back, we're going to talk more. We'll talk about Diane Franklin. We're going to talk about the dumpster fire that is Virginia. Uh, I'm Andrew Langer. This is The Langer Show. What's that buzz? The Langer Cast will be back after this. You know, I was, I was wondering, you know, if Now, more of the Langer cast with Andrew Langer and Jerry Rogers. <laughs> Camera Gray wanted me to cut this off. And there we go, Camera Gray. It's, it's gone because... It, it, isn't it funny? Like, well, not funny, actually, but, you know, in, in 2019, you know, we, were, we grew up on that, on Michael Jackson. Absolutely. It, it's, how creeped out is it, that beginning part of that? Like, his all whispering. Yes, yes, yes. It's, it's so... Back then, we were like, oh, yeah, get on the... Day. It's Studio 54 I time. love... I love... <laughs> listen, I love that. I actually prefer uh, 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 Off the Wall to... Uh, to Thriller. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, but a, a better album at, at the time. Anyway, we're back. This is the Langer cast. I'm Andrew Langer, Jerry Rogers, and we're joined by our good friend Cameron Gray. Mm. And well, let's let's sort of let's get down into it today, gentlemen. Um, <laughs> you want to you want to start? You want to actually start with Diane Franklin? Just real quick. <laughs> yes, please. One of my favorite movies of maybe my favorite movie of all time. You know, people ask you, you know, Desert Island Disc, Desert Island Movies, has to be. Better off dead. Great movie. I, it, it's, Watch it every it's Christmas. It's one of the most underrated movies. It is, it, you know, people talk about uh, Animal House and Vacation yeah. and, and Caddyshack. To me, Better Off Dead is one of the funniest, smartest movies ever made. I love it. And you know, I've always been in love. Yes. I didn't know her name until you started oh, yes. tweeting about <laughs> That's it. So I was funny. like, the the hot French exchange yes, student, of course. Who Monique? <laughs> who? <laughs> this is how stupid I am. I I think of myself sometimes as a man of the world with a master's degree and been around the, and and had a nice career. I didn't know until you sent those tweets that she wasn't French. Oh no! Are you kidding me? <laughs> well, first of all, Jerry Jerry won't watch Jerry won't watch her Amityville horror movie. No, because it's it's sinful. So no, because it's it's, it's, it's it's a really creepy scene. Yes, it's a very creepy scene. Have you seen yeah. the, the her Amityville no. horror? Oh, no. you have to. No. You have to have to have to. Well, that's the whole point of why it's coming out now because they're they're now rebooting the Amityville horror franchise, we, uh, and she plays quick. the mother. There was a yes. story the other day. They're rebooting Bewitched. Yes, I know. You they are literally that. at the other day. I was at the doctor's office and I was watching the new Let's Make a Deal. Uh, after the new, then it was the rebooted uh, Price Is Right. There's uh, we have Steve Harvey with the new Family Feud. There's the new Bewitched. There's we need a soon, match game. There it was. Alec Baldwin did the match game. Really on ABC? Yeah. yeah. So yeah, there's a new match game. Oh, yeah. Match game. Yeah, yeah. I had no idea. Hollywood has run out of ideas. Oh, yeah. So what happens in 20 years? It's the reboot of the reboot. Yeah. Because there's not a single new idea no, no. coming out Absolutely right now. Absolutely not. It's a superhero movie or a reboot. No, and, and then I, of course, tweeted back at you that why can't we boot good shows like uh, like BJ and the Bear? <laughs> and you, you, by the way, and you, 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 tag my, Greg, oh, yes, you tag Greg ab, Evigan, ab, ab, and how he's not verified on Twitter is a freaking disaster. Jack from Twitter, yes. verify Greg Evigan. Yes, I, I, uh, I tweet, and I tweeted at David Naughton, too. So what, what, what show, uh, I just after, said it. after BJ and the Bear, 
My Two Dads. My Two Dads. That? My yes. Two Dads. Well, we my Two Dads 2019 would but, be a very woke version. Yeah. No, no, you know, with, funny, with, with Paul Reiser. One of the great, one of, and one of the great interviews of all time is Helen Hunt and Paul Reiser when they're introducing Mad About You. I love Mad About You. And she way. starts doing her Paul Reiser impression, <laughs> riffing on the fact that he was in this stupid show called My Two Dads. <laughs> so anyway, so, so you asked the question. So- I, what are the only Cameron Gray is someone who has worked in radio for a long time. What are the only interviews you are guaranteed to never get? They're guaranteed to never get. Never get the only interviews you're always guaranteed. The ones you never ask for. Oh, oh understood. Yes. Okay. Fair so uh, at Christmas time, I was doing a series of shows, and Better Off Dead is one of our Christmas favorites. Okay. And so I said, you know something? I'm going to reach out to Diane Franklin and see if I can get her to come on and talk about Better Off Dead. Wow. Now she didn't get back to me. Until after Christmas. And as it happened, she was promoting this new Amityville horror reboot. Okay. And so she came on, and we hit it off. We had a great time. We, you he had know, Jeremy Piven back. on the show, for crying out loud. That's unbelievable. Yeah, we had Jeremy Piven. Uh, you know, and what did Piven say? Oh, yes. I am both uh, what I am both deep and, and sophisticated. Or smart. I'm both He's hard and deep. I don't you know remember. The clip? I, I, no, I is, haven't. Is, I, I've is, never um, is she a conservative? No. Not at all. No, I, I, don't, I don't think she's political particularly. I mean, so you didn't talk politics. You just talked no, entertainment. No, we just talked about entertainment. Wow. It, it's, it's, you know, it's one of these things where I am, I am trying to do more of these um, pop culture interviews that aren't that aren't political. So I mean, Greg, if, if political, Greg Evigan is not on your list, well, I'll get you know. Burn something? that list. Listen, if you haven't listened, if you haven't heard the Greg Evigan interview with with Gilbert Gottfried, it actually is oh, wow. really good. Not only because he's interesting and funny, right. but because Gilbert Gottfried cannot pronounce his last name. <laughs> <laughs> He's calling him Evergen, Evergen, Greg Evergen. Anyway, so, um, so <laughs> Jerry, Jerry, yes, when he was prepping. So Jerry filled in for me last week on WBAL last Saturday morning. By and the way, Friday, do, you have a, a Sunday show. We haven't announced. So the, for the first time on on, oh, yeah. on, on, on the Langercast, uh, this Sunday debuts the Jerry Rogers show on WBAL seven to ten. But, by uh, the way, Sunday morning. You know, we talked about earlier about yes. why people don't like um, don't like uh, Andrew Langer. Maybe for the fact that I am a guy who sits in once a year and I had to prod you to talk about your new show instead of the host saying, "Hey Jerry, <laughs> let's announce your brand well, your new you know. show and congratulations." Maybe <laughs> yeah. this is why people I'm hate a, you. Andrew. I'm a jerk that way. That's exactly right. Because <laughs> I don't do enough for my friends in terms of promoting their radio careers. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's that's exactly it. So so yeah. So Jerry. Hey, so uh, Jerry. Uh, for our listeners, though, please. the only reason why I have a show at WBAL is because Andrew brought me in mm -hmm. uh, to uh, introduce me to C four. I got in the C four show. I sat in with you several yep. times. Oh yeah. And then you're the one who promoted me as a as a uh, as a fill in yep. host or fill in or, or guest host. Biggest mistake. And, in my life. and then mm -hmm. and then I got a contract to be a fill in host and. From Phil and Host got the Sunday show. It's perfect. No, it, it was a, it was a and it, well well deserved. And I I listened in. I listened in. Listen, when Jerry filled in for me on Saturday, I was flipping pancakes. I had a great time. But the, but anyway, point is, let's sort of reset and get back to this because, you know, Cameron, we've discovered that half our audience, mm. the audience that loves politics, yes, um, you know, loves it when we talk about what's going on in our personal lives. Yes, but the audience that is not so familiar with politics wants us to talk about politics right. and policy. So let's we'll get into this. But so Jerry called me up on Friday evening uh, because this 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 Ralph Northam story mm -hmm. broke. It was Friday. I was night literally at like this eating Chinese food. I'm like, whoa! Does Andrew know? Yes, <laughs> yes. And so so this story breaks because you were going on the Dan Joseph show. Well, I wanted to make yes. I wanted to make sure you knew. It was yeah, happening. I was going on on the nighttime you went on show, the show to talk about this op-ed that I had up. I, I I had an op-ed last week on reforming the debate process. Mm -hmm. Anyway, which is fall. We'll get into that in a minute. 
But the point is, so Jerry and I started talking about this, and then Jerry goes on. And one of the things that I said to you, um, I said to Dan, um, especially after the press conference, and then when I went on to Jerry's show on Sunday, was if Governor Northam can get past Tuesday, mm -hmm. he's in the clear. Mm -hmm. What I didn't know <laughs> was that there was going to then be this nuclear war in right. the Virginia Democratic Party, which is pretty clear what's happened, right, is that you have Northam has this thing. Then somebody leaked to the conservative press the Justin Fairfax story. Right. And then somebody leaked to the press the the Mark Herring blackface story. And someone, yes. someone had to leak the original story as well. Yes. And some folks are saying that it was um, – Fairfax's camp. It was – no, it was the uh, attorney general. Because he was so disgusted by the abortion comments. Well, maybe that that's that, and that's entirely possible. And well, it was very clear in that Saturday press conference that Governor Northam knew who had leaked it to the press, and because he said this, he said, "I know, um, I'm not going to ascribe a motive to them." So right. it, that would that would seem to that would seem to indicate. It's interesting to me. I mean, Cameron, you've you've spent time at national politics. Have you ever any spent, spent any time around state political parties? No. So, <clears throat> for those of you who are uninitiated. Regardless of where you are and regardless of what side of the aisle you are on, state political parties are hotbeds for this kind of backbiting. I thought it was only limited uh, to the Maryland Republican Party and then, you know, watch the sort of the Maryland Democrats fall over themselves. The Virginia Republican Party no, has long had it's problems. Everywhere. Yes. And so I, and then our good friend Lauren Luxemburg had conversations with her about the South Carolina Party mm -hmm. way back when. Anyway, so this is this is what happens. But you, you, your immediate reaction Friday night, Cameron. My immediate reaction was, was I tweeted it, and I'll just say what I said. Um, there was a feminist writer named Nina Burley, who who famously said that she would give oral favors to Bill Clinton to thank him for his stance on abortion. And my immediate reaction was, this was days after the WTOP interview where he right. defended Kathy Tran with the the most the farthest out there uh you know there's pro-life there's pro-choice and you know there's people who are you know who want to defend abortion this is as pro-abortion her absolute horror show as it gets and he proudly stood with kathy tran who was being roundly excoriated by pretty much everyone in the country yeah. other than the the far uh the far left uh, abortion uh proponents um so he he goes and, and stands with kathy tran and my thought was just like Nina Burley, there is a side of feminism, sure. you know, the pussy hats, the women's march, whatever you want to say, who are going to stick with people because they push abortion. Sure. And he's pushing the most radical abortion there is. So there's people are going to stick with him. And I think that, uh, you know, I, I, I already thought he was going to weather the storm. But now with all this stuff going on, I, st I think it's even more, more emboldened him because the Democrats see the complete wipeout of their party in Richmond and the, the 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 race is on to protect abortion when it comes down to it. It's it's a single party, a single issue. Uh, it really item. is. It's insane how well, he, how he, much of it's become a single. And, issue. and you're right. He, and Governor Northam did a couple of things. Right. Um, he. I'm not putting words in his mouth. He essentially endorsed infanticide. He did. He not said essentially. He right, did. Right, yes. So which so, is which is interesting because you have folks who are swearing up and no, no, no. He didn't. Of course he did. He's, exactly again he did. for our listeners. He said when, you know the child is born alive in you know third trimester abortion. We'll put the child over here yeah, and make and, and, and make it comfortable, <laughs> yeah. and then discuss what to do with it. Yes. Of course. You know. Yes. You know. Then we'll get the meat tenderizer out and. Right. Oh you Jesus. Know what I mean? But no. So anyway, uh, uh, what 
what we've missed though since those comments that was that was really a moment in 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 our in our in our culture in terms of you know those who are pro choice aren't really just pro choice they have a very radical agenda that that's 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 even past most americans wouldn't even don't even understand that you can have abortions up until birth in this country. There are seven right. states that allow yeah. abortion up until when the woman's dilated. Yes. But, yes. What, but what percent, I mean, no, there's, there's no exact numbers here, but do you think it's a majority of people who are, you know, quote, pro-choice that also advocate this late, late term? I, I want to think in my heart, and I don't know, that some people just want to keep abortion legal but even they're horrified. I, no, I by, would by certainly this. agree with you. I mean, I think I think that is. I, See, I would I would probably say that that is where the vast majority of pro-choice Americans who no. call themselves pro-choice are. No, no. See, that's what I don't know. Here's I, don't, where, here, I can't here's, decide. Here's 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 what we do know. We know that the vast majority eighty eighty percent of Americans um, want abortion restrictions after twenty weeks. Yes, that's most pro-choicers. Yes, but the problem is, isn't that what I just said? No, because oh. there's, there's another layer to this. All right. Those who are engaged in abortion politics, those who oh. are those who are advocating for uh, abortion issues, they they want it up until dilation. But, uh, but I'm not, I'm not talking about the the, yeah. the people who work in the trenches. Yes, Joe Sixpack, Jane oh, yeah, Sixpack in Omaha. Right. Yes, you know that's what we're talking about. That, not, the not the act, is, activists are a whole different. But the, the story. problem is, is that uh, you can't you can't uh, you can't inform uh, Joe or or or, or Susan Sixpack. Uh, because and again, Tucker Carlson had someone on just this past week, and he said, "Look, can we agree that the New York law and what they were proposing in Virginia, what Northam said, that really is out of bounds? Can we at least agree on that? That we shouldn't have a live birth?" And and mm -hmm. and she would not even admit no. to that. Yeah, but you, but yeah. you can't hold a guest on Tucker Carlson's show from the other side as at all because they're looking for the most radical right, people so here, so to try my, to make their side better. Right, good point. Good point. But but then the challenge is, where 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 is the reasonable lefty who has come out and said oh, what they're doing what they're doing in New York, what Governor Northam has said? Where is the moderate well, I Democrat? Think, I where think, are, where I are think, they? I think that was, they can't. I, well, they I can't think that was. It. I think, and, and if what you're saying is accurate, Jerry, Mark Herring was that Democrat. He couldn't come out and say it, but he was so horrified that he decided to go and, and take out uh, the governor, and then had it completely blow back. By the mm. way, uh, I have Governor Northam from the press conference right here. I'm a proud Democrat, <laughs> but first and foremost, I'm a proud Republican and Democrat and mostly American. Mostly American, Jerry. <laughs> Ralph Northam, who, who mostly was, American. That, who was that? I that's the governor of Kentucky. Kentucky, that's... Yes. <laughs> oh, that gets a lot of play and on Northam, our show. Northam's, Northam's problem now is is that he's a liar, right? Yes. Because he, he, he comes out Friday night, that's me, I'm sorry, I don't know which is me, but right. it's me. And then the next morning he comes out and says, it wasn't me. Yeah. Well, but that's but see, okay, and it's interesting because the press conference that he had on Saturday, which was bizarre in many ways, was actually fairly brilliant. Right. And I, and I you know, it's so funny because I Saturday? got Saturday's press conference. When, where he wanted to moonwalk. Where he okay, yes, there were bizarre moments of it. Yes. But on the other hand, right, he it was it's a fascinating tactic that he took. Which is this idea of, wait a minute, nobody can actually prove that it's me. Right. So I'm going to come out and I'm going to say, you know, I did this other stupid thing. <laughs> but very, I didn't do this thing. And as someone <laughs> said, right, uh, it was, it was, it starts with, I'm in the picture. I apologize. I'm not going to resign. Right. Then it's, I'm not in the picture. I'm not going to, I've apologized. I'm not going to resign. 
but I did do this Michael Jackson thing that I'm going to apologize for, but I'm still not going to resign. In other words, I'm not resigning. Right. Yeah. And, and again, so yes, we. I look. I believe in reden- redemption, reconciliation. I oh, know. Yes, this is the great. I know theme, that. By the way. Thank you. That Jerry. I've done I've th- things in my past that I'm ashamed of, and I know that those who have hurt, uh, I, I've I've sought their forgiveness, and they've forgiven me. And I think, as a Christian, the, the rule in our house is: if you sincerely seek forgiveness, then uh, you are owed forgiveness, right? You know, because God. You know, God, imagine if God forgave me the way uh, you know I forgive others, or yes. Or, and so, therefore, that's the rule. So I get this whole there's redemption. The problem with Northam, though, is that he's 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 not that bright. He's a liar. He wants to kill babies, and and he has he's that and also what he did to Ed Gillespie. Yes. So Gillespie, Ed Gillespie, who ran against him, is a good man. Yes. He's yes. a good man. Genuinely good. And he left that race. Uh, Tarred as a racist, yes, because of Governor Northam, yes. So because of that, he should resign or should have resigned. Okay, I, I get that. So listen, this is what I want to come back to when we come back. I, I want to come back to and talk about the what this is telling us about the pendulum. Have we finally hit the point where the left's pendulum, where their uh, zero tolerance for childhood behavior, is now coming back to bite them in the rear end? Uh, but we're because we have to we have to talk about sort of substance and moving forward. What does this all mean moving forward? This is the Langercast. I'm Andrew Langer, and what's that buzz? Now more of the Langercast with Andrew Langer and Jerry Rogers. We are back. This is the Langer cast here on the Realm Network. Jerry, do you remember this one? I do. Saga on the Loose? Yes. I, you know, I, I, I added this one in because with Cameron Gray coming here. By the way, one of my favorite songs, so thank you. It's you know, such a good song. I, I, but, and a one-hit wonder from the 80s that doesn't get played nearly enough. Right? Saga didn't have a second hit. Oh, crap. They have it. And I'm not even sure this is technically a hit. On the had a lot of play on MTV. It did. Like, um, at 83? Yes, yes yeah. that's exactly right. And then it was used, it's funny because when Jerry's a little bit older than you and I, you and I are, I believe, the same age. Um, I'm 47. So, yeah, 47. Yes. Graduated I'm, high school in 89. 88. I'm, that's oh, you're old. Oh, I graduated in 87. Okay. Okay. So so there was a, a, you guys remember high school assemblies where they would bring in, they wanted to teach kids, not about morals, you went to Catholic schools, so it's a little different, but they wanted to teach kids about staying away from dangerous adolescent when behavior. I was in Orange County, Virginia, where I went to high school, I can't remember his name, but you'll remember this. The teacher from New Jersey who would walk around with the bullhorn. Yeah. Oh, yeah, Joe Clark. Joe Clark. Joe Clark. They brought, I, they I, knew oh Joe Clark. They brought him down to oh. talk to us. Oh, my God. I forget wait, that. Joe Clark. I have pictures of me and Joe Clark together. <laughs> Batman. That, wait a minute. You need to. I do. We need to get him on the show. I would. <laughs> he's still with us? I'm sure he's. Yeah, I believe he is. No, no, he's still with us. I think he. No, no, I think he's still with really? us. Well, we'll have to double check. Oh, no, I'm sorry. <laughs> it was Benson who passed away. Yes. Robert Guillaume. Robert Guillaume. You confused Joe Clark with Robert Guillaume. No, I didn't. No, no. no, no he's no, in the no, movie. Because, he's in the because, movie. Because he plays the superintendent. Oh, Jerry, you're not. Oh, no. Robert Guillaume. Oh, the show's screaming off. Why do I have a feeling that's that name? That's not the first time. You got to tell me down. You got to, Jerry. You got to tell me down. The movie was called Lean on Me. Oh, okay. 
stand and stand, stand and del- something. Stand and deliver. Yeah, right. Stand and deliver was the one with uh, with uh, the guy and from who played uh, Joe Clark. Sort of little, uh, Morgan Freeman. Morgan it maybe his first his first major film role, right? I mean, I don't remember. Yeah. Anyways, yes. Oh, but <laughs> listen, after the Electric Company. Yes. Let me tell you, um, uh, a Lean on Me is like Shawshank Redemption in my house. If it's on TV, right. I will watch it all the way through. Oh, Lean on Me was called. Yeah, Lean on Me. That's right. Stand and Deliver was the one with um, uh, the guy from Miami Vice. So Benson Ramos. did pass away, by the way. Yes, Robert, Robert Guillaume passed, passed yes, away. Yes, yes. And Benson passed away, too. Yes, yes. Like him. But, but yeah, I, uh, Joe Clark, yes. I get him on the show. I would love it because that was, that was a trope from the old Donna Mike show. You can't even read. Yes, anyway. Oh, my God. So we are back. <laughs> that was crazy. That was some good <laughs> Facebook radio right there. You see my big old face? Things are falling down. Man. There we go. Call Marconi. Okay, so <laughs> I, I want to go here because this is this is something we, we talked about. Obviously, we spent a lot of time talking about this during the Kavanaugh. We can talk about double standards. You know you're still playing Saga. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> love Saga. I love that song, but, you know. Well, I, we missed the. Yeah, I wanted to hear it to that. Wanted to, we're playing it to the label, Cameron Gray. Play, play it to the label. <laughs> Almost wanted to do, by the way, um, if we had time at the end, yeah. the uh, DJ challenge. <laughs> but uh, we can we can leave it. We've never done that on the show. All right, I, I played against Eastside High School too in football. Uh, the Eastside Ghosts, yeah, as a freshman, resurrected. Yep. Anyway, all right. So you're right. Joe Clark's still, still he's still living. He's oh, still taking. That you should reach out. You to should him. reach out to him. Yes. Right. Remember the only interviews you don't get, the ones you don't ask for. And and you guys should do a, a live remote one day. Do us at CPAC. You should bring together the the French exchange student and Joe Clark. I would. You know something? <laughs> if if I had the cash, I would fly Diane Franklin out for for CPAC. She, without she a lives doubt. in California. She lives in California. Her husband is a is a cartoon producer. Like like I don't want I want to say Phineas and Ferb, but it wasn't Phineas and Ferb. It was something along those lines. Like he's done a bunch of the maybe it was Phineas and Ferb. I think um, you, you said it was. You know who you know who is a conservative? Who? Not and not I'm not talking about Victoria Jackson. Do you remember a show called We Got It Made of from course. the early '80s? Terry Copley. Terry Copley. So I'm friends with Terry Copley on Facebook. Get out of here. She is a conservative. This is gonna sound as geeky as it gets. <laughs> But when I was a kid in Long Island, yeah, the poster, yeah, the poster, no, oh, of course, at the poster. Yes. But my parents got me at Radio Shack a realistic tape recorder, and this is this is what sparked my love of radio. Sure. The stations on Long Island would be WBLI, oh, w, uh, WLIR, WLAK, Walk Day Seven Point Five, and I would I would record um, the radio, yes. and then when the DJ would talk, I would I would back announce the songs myself, and I had this penchant for taping things, and I have. To this day, a box of cassettes, and there's like six episodes of We Got It Wait, Made on audio, on cassette. On audio and I memorize. I, oh I listen. You know how you listen to something so much, we you memorize it. Me. Yeah. I I have uh, episodes of We Got It Made memorized because uh, I've All listened right, to them so great. Do you I'm remember the episode when, when, when she was in blackface? <laughs> Is that Joey Behar? In blackface. In blackface. No. Wait a minute. Wait, he's got the pictures. He looked her up. Did you look up Terry Copley back in blackface? Yeah, right there. No, I just looked up the show. Got it. It's got it's got the guy who played the right. Isn't that the husband? And the one from uh, uh, from the police show. Please hold it up to the camera. Yeah, go hold it up to the camera. Thank you. Yes, so people can see. Don't knock the camera. So you're friends with Terry Copley. Yeah, Terry Copley on Facebook. Yes, I am. Amazing. Yes, yes, works. Yes, that's worked. We need to do more of that. Thank you, Cameron Gray, for that production help. Um, well, this is the first time you thought to show a picture that you were showing to each other to the camera <laughs> no, to that's the camera, broadcasting to, the show? To the camera, no, because I, 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 I could pull it up on here. Oh, my God. But I it's got so the guy who wait, he did the police show. I thought it, was, it wasn't the guy who did... Hunter. 
Oh, he was on Hunter. The no, this this the woman the Stephanie something. Yes, Kramer. Stephanie, no. yeah, Kramer. Stephanie something. Yeah, she then, yeah she was on. There the was a guy who was show. in the it was in the Clint Eastwood Grenada movie. Um, yeah, uh, uh, not pork chop. Oh, yes, right. What's it called? He it's not died. Pork... The guy who died. Yeah, did he die? Profile. Anyway, profile. Yes. He was in it. That's right. Oh my goodness. Yeah, what was that movie? Heartbreak Ridge. Heartbreak Another Ridge. movie that I can't, I can't avoid watching when I love it's on it. TV. I yeah. love the movie. Yeah. Okay. Man, the show's off <laughs> now the rails. We, now that we've gone all over the place, I'm here. a terrible influence. I'm no, sorry. No, it's 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 good stuff. We've needed to do this. We've needed a, we've needed a good <laughs> a good uh, heavenly hash uh, show. <laughs> so the pendulum. So they set the Democrats have set this standard. I mean, we've ta- we talked about this during the Kavanaugh hearing, um, and we could get into the whole Justin Fairfax allegation thing. But but this idea of um, a a holding people to modern standards from what was done years and years ago can, can, right? can, that doesn't can, apply. Can, can here, I make though. it just no. an even smaller point? Sure. You talk about Kavanaugh. Let's talk about the fact that this happened uh, over Super Bowl Sunday weekend, right? Uh, We're talking about Fairfax. Yes. Well, the whole thing. The whole thing broke. Right. Then uh, then there was Super Bowl Sunday. Right. And during Super Bowl Sunday, there was a famous Wash- Washington Post ad. They spent gobs of yes. millions of dollars yes. to say, hey, we're real journalism, blah, blah, blah. You know, right. the, the typical stuff that they – like the New York Times ads right. too. And then you see the next uh, – you find out just days later – that the Washington Post couldn't corroborate this story with Justin Fairfax. <laughs> democracy dies in darkness. Yeah, dark, it dies in darkness. So they didn't they didn't do anything with it. Right. Meanwhile, the same Washington Post that just spent millions of dollars bolstering its image, uh, ra- just mere weeks earlier, went with every possible Kavanaugh's running trains oh, yeah. on women. Yeah. It didn't matter. Forget corroboration. Yes. They just went with every possible story, no matter how bad it was. They went with it with no substance, right. no proof whatsoever. Yes. So then you have the Washington Post trying to say, hey, this is what we are. And then the real story comes out that the Washington Post said no to this story because it was about a Democrat. Right. Yeah. I mean, that alone says you talk about the pendulum that how that is. It, Democracy it, dies when you but, don't do your job. But as a listen, listen, yeah. I, just, I, mean, I want to because you're, you're absolutely right. And, this, and the way you described it hasn't been discussed enough. And what I mean by that is this. The the uh, Fairfax story of the sexual assault uh, happened uh, what, a, a year ago or. No, 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 no. no, no, no. no. Oh, the story. Democratic the, convention. The, the, no, the story happened the story. In, in 2017. All right. When the right, Post right, right. Yeah. received right. information yes. about the story was 2017. That was significantly earlier than the Kavanaugh hearing. Here Absolutely. Of course. And so I don't understand how anyone, left or right, can take the Washington Post seriously about anything. Absolutely. Because they just they got a Super Bowl right. there, Jerry. So here's, so here's my point. <clears throat> Look. Prior to th- prior to this presidency in the primary, uh, and Andrew knows this, I was I was as hardcore never Trumper as you could get mm-hmm. in terms of not wanting this man to be our. Jerry president. was an almost never Trumper. I was almost never Trumper. <laughs> I, you know, but regardless of that, semi never Trumper. Since then, though, I've I've come around to defend his policies, uh, to defend his uh, uh, his looking at trade uh, from a different uh, from a different point of view that we haven't done in in, in a generation, and. But now, where I'm moving towards now is every time the Post or CNN calls Trump a liar, they have no Mm. credibility at all because they lie all the time. You know, when uh, when uh, Bernie Sanders, you know, calls Trump a racist and a liar, he has no credibility. He was two days ago lying. All right. Saying that he was on a phone call. That he couldn't comment on what's happening in Virginia. Right. The man's a liar. The right. man also lies about his policies 
over and over again. Um, Elizabeth, Elizabeth Warren lied about yes. not leveraging her lie about being a Native American. She lied about it. Yes. We know it now. Out, out and out so, lied. So she has lost credibility. Uh, and, and the list goes on and on. The, the mainstream media has covered for every one of these stories. And they're, but they're about. dealing in lies. Right. So how, how, do you, how do you take seriously someone who you know is dealing in lies? There's nothing that well, and also, and, and aside from the lies, there was a there was a story that the CNN tweeted yesterday that said, "Hey, hold off on your thoughts about late term abortions. Here's what doctors have to say." There was a CNN yeah. oh, yeah. that tweeted that out. So, f- uh, apart from the lies, just the point of view. Absolutely. You know, you know people like Brian Stelter and and uh, and. Um, uh, meet the press, uh, uh, Chuck, Todd. Chuck Todd. They're like, oh, let me th- come on. There's no liberal media. What are you crazy? And then you always just look at the, just look at that tweet alone, and that that decries it. You know, so because he does, I'm not going to use his name. Jerry got yelled at for uh, for for talking about the liberal press, advocacy press. What did you call the press? And he got yelled at by. Oh, oh yeah. yes, yeah. I, I was doing a radio show, and and uh, I was talking about the uh, uh, the advocacy media. And the news guy came into the studio and yelled at me. <laughs> yes, was not happy about this. Oh, yeah, was not. Lord. But but it, you know, but it's interesting because Jerry's talking about the lies. Jill Abramson, the former managing editor, sure. have you heard this story? The latest uh, yes. one today. Have you heard this? No. So she got a new book out uh, talking about um, talking about bias in newsrooms. Vox is claiming that she plagiarized massive, massive, massive portions. But but of stop it. right there. Yeah. Why did Vox go after her? Because she went after Vox. Exactly. Yes. Exactly. Yes. She went and, and and newsrooms in general. Yes. She's trying to say, hey, you know, there there are some things wrong with us. Jerry, so they're like, we must be kill the witch, and they're going after and 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 uh, trying to bring her down. Jerry and I have talked about this before. I haven't read it. I need to go and read it. In fact, I'm going to move it up on my list. So, um, one of the re- one of the uh, the things that greatly influenced um, Grover Norquist, Jack Abramoff, and uh, and Ralph Reed was a book. They were all. I don't know if you know this, but they were all the heads. There was there were four of them: Jack uh, Abramoff, Grover Norquist, Ralph Reed, and Paul Erickson, who right. we talked about earlier. Uh, they all ran the College Republicans in the eighties, okay. and they were all greatly influenced by a book called *The Spike*. Now mm-hmm. it's a book of fiction, but it, the, the 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 premise is all about how newsrooms uh, manipulate the the popular mindset right. by which stories they decide to run with and which stories they decide to spike. Yeah. And you know they've been uh, all criticized for their paranoid fantasies and all of sure. this when the reality is this is exactly what happens in these newsrooms. Why should folks spike yes. the Justin Fairfax Absolutely. story? Yes. I mean yes. it's it's, t- it's it's timely as today's headlines. Well, and it gets to it gets to you know the, the you know, a the hypocrisy of the motto democracy dies in darkness right, right? we all know that that is just not worth the the, the price of the ink that, that it's used to print it but also the but there's the real danger we we spent some time talking about the idea of projection mm-hmm. right you can you know what the other side uh, is doing by what they accuse you of right. it's, it's very i don't want to you know raise the specter of heinrich himmler but that's exactly what heinrich himmler mm-hmm. said um you know do do what to, you accuse your enemy of that what you were doing mm-hmm. Um, and, and so, but the reality is that we have a, a situation in which democracy is dying because there is darkness because folks are not getting the full uh, the, the full measure of the stories that are out there. And, and this Justin Fairfax story is not just the Justin Fairfax story, but um, but the, the the Ralph Northam story and to a lesser extent the Mark Herring story are all emblematic of this because especially when it comes to the governor, remember, the governor of Virginia can only serve one term at a time, mm-hmm. so there is no opportunity, right? If you, you know, I, I quote heavily from the movie Lincoln, love that movie. 
Uh, Daniel Day-Lewis, it's based on Doris Kearns Goodwin, uh, Goodwin's book on Lincoln. But, you know, Lincoln said, listen, if, uh, if what I'm doing is wrong and how I'm conducting the Civil War, then folks will they'll vote me out of office, mm -hmm. right? And they didn't. They voted him back in. And so Lincoln used that as a mandate. With Northam, you know, and with, with the, the, the Washington Post story about all this, right, the idea is we're supposed to have an informed electorate so that folks can make a good choice when they go to the polls. Mm -hmm. Well, now they, the Washington Post denied them this information. Uh, we can get into the RGA screwing up by the numbers. As a matter of fact, let's get into that. Um, but the fact is the voters were not fully informed, and the Washington Post is large a couple of that. I don't know if you follow this at all, but our mutual friend Kerry Pickett ran with this story. Mm -hmm. um, I had heard this on Saturday, couldn't talk about it. That was the thing that angered me um, all day Saturday after the press conference. And it gets to know what Jerry was talking about. I've known Ed Gillespie for 20 years. I've worked with his wife, Kathy, for eh, the last decade or so. Lovely people. Some of my favorite people in the political and policy world. And the idea that, A, when it happened that Ed Gillespie could be accused of being a racist because uh, simply by virtue of the fact that he has an R next to his name, mm -hmm. that bothered me then. Um, this idea that, as we now know, the RGA, the Republican Governors Association, according to this piece by Kerry Pickett, the Republican Governors Association was in charge of the oppositional research. They did not do their job. And here's where we are in what must have been an only slightly well-known secret. I mean, you know, folks knew about this during the campaign. Right. I, Sorry, I, go ahead. I, a couple of things. I have trouble so I blaming. Rant. I have trouble blaming opposition re, opposition research for this. Why? The media should have caught it. The media. It's no, the, I disagree with you. I, I, sorry, go ahead, please. As the I'm media found a racist rock at Rick Perry's hunting lodge in the eighties. Yes, they could find things that they yeah. really wanted to find. It. I agree with you. I agree with you there. But uh, but that's but uh, that's also the job. But well, how do you think they found the? Uh, how do you think they found the rock? They found the rock most likely because here's, some political operative, right. some oppositional here's, research. Here's person why the did media. This. Here's why the media should have uh, uh, reported on this, is because of the tenor of of that of that election. Race was key. Yes, that entire election, right, hinged on race. Sure. So therefore, if you're covering the only uh, one of two uh, uh, major elections in the country that yes. year, and you're covering this is your beat, and everything's about race, 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 well, race. Well, and also and you don't go out and do your job. You, you don't think reporters were looking for uh, looking for items okay. to ding uh, Gillespie? I on? Yeah, but, but I'll tell you In addition to race, weren't we? I mean, Check my timing. Weren't we in the thick of Me Too during the Virginia governor's race? I, I think it was yeah. just started. It was yeah, the, yeah, maybe. So if race yeah, was part of it, shouldn't have the Me Too movement been sure? A, a big well, part especially of it as well? with regard to Justin Fairfax. Exactly. Absolutely. Right. Yes. Yeah, no. No. I, and I they agree knew with that, and the Washington Post knew about. Yes. Right. But, but that see, story. but see, this gets into my other my other part of it, which is because I, 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 we're we're talking about two halves of the same whole here, Jerry. Right. Because I have an expectation now that the activist press is going to be inherently lazy, that they're not going to do a story. You do, but, but most people don't. No, 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 I know, but this is sort of gets into why we're having this discussion. Right. Um, I, expect, I expect oppositional research people to do their job, to go and, and, and I come back to this. He's passed away now. Um, Joe Steffen, uh, the Bob Ehrlich's bag man. Joe Steffen. Bob Ehrlich, for those outside of Maryland, is the former governor of Maryland. Yes, yes, thank you. Like, 
I maybe that's weird. I, I, I expect do people not no. know who Bob Ehrlich is? And people and no one knows who Stefan is. I don't no, 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 but that's my point. <laughs> I was gonna explain this. Joe Stefan was Bob Ehrlich's bagman. Okay. They called him the Prince of Darkness. He was the guy. You didn't want to get on his bad side. When I got on his bad side and I did <laughs> They hated him. Yeah. Stefan hated him. No, no, no. Just, Joe, just, you need, right, where's Joe, the Joe ding sound effect? Every time you you, you, know you have someone who hates of, you, you get the something. ding. We got, rid of the, we got rid of the ding. My dad complained about the dinger. We got rid of it because we were digging it too much. Dr. Langer, we need the dinger back. Yeah, Joe, uh, Joe, Joe and I reconciled eventually. But the point is. The point is there was a period of time the, when he hated you. Yes, yeah. yes, and, and likewise. Uh, but the point is, in the end, that, um, that Joe Stefan would not have missed this. That, that, you know, listen, we don't like the fact that we have to have scumbag oppositional researchers working in political oppositional research. But when you have a lazy media that is not going to go out there and uncover these stories, when nobody wants to do the hard work of a – I mean, not even – listen, not even Woodward and Bernstein want to do the hard work of Woodward and Bernstein anymore. Right. Um, then then this is, this is what ensues, where you have the public being left with partial bits of information and manipulated perceptions um, – and then you tie into it now the rise of the bots. Here, here, here's why I, I, I still disagree. Okay. And Cameron, you're going to hate me after you this, about this. No, <laughs> I disagree because there there isn't enough resources, campaign time to go out and do the type of type of research that's necessary. And what I mean by that is this: I'll give you an example. In New Jersey, just last week, they passed the most. Uh, 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 progressive uh, curriculum in the, the United States. Right. It's not required in New Jersey, not just to have a uh, les- what is it? LDG- LGBTQ- LGBTQIA, whatever it is. And there's more in some places, right? And a but, question mark. But, but, but my point is this: uh, it is now required to teach mm-hmm. this in the curriculum, right. not just as a history month or part of history, but in in the daily curriculum to, to bring to bring right. this in. And as and as part of this new curriculum, uh, parents, if a child wants is questioning transitioning yes. or questioning their gender identity or their sexual preference, yes, they can now get uh, they can now get counseling uh, through the public school system in New Jersey mm-hmm. without parental consent. Right. Now I, I I said this to a couple people who voted for Murphy, and I said like. I knew he favored this. I knew this was on his agenda. Like, why didn't you? And know what, the, know what the one person said? Well, because the Bergen record never never reported on it. Wow. I mean, so no. my, po- my point is this. Most people are, like, like, like Joe and Nancy I Boger, agree. aren't, they're looking at, the, they're still looking at the, 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 the media to give them uh, balls and strikes. Uh, Absolutely, it's called balls and strikes. Well, yes. yes. To, to be a fair umpire and all this. And now in New Jersey, what's, what's your choice? You send your kids to public school, and, right. and 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 regardless of how you feel about gay and and uh, gay right issues and marriage issues, the fact of the matter is, if your seven-year-old wants a, a child wants to transition to a different gender, the first person they should be talking to is his mom or dad, of not 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 their social studies. Well, I mean, does. look at school after school across the country; they're trying to supplant the parent. I mean, yes, they, yeah, they want to feed them Listen, literally every meal of the day. This is, I mean, right. just little things like that. They're just chipping away at this parental. Is the conversation right. I had with my dad on uh, late last week: the the issue of my dad sent me the article about um, uh, about uh, free college tuition in New York City, and, mm-hmm. and uh, talking about education. I said, Dad, what they want, what they, the collective, they want to do is they want everybody to move out of the country 
into cities to get rid of their cars, to you, you, to be in, in small buildings, to be on public transportation, where their lives can be controlled, where they insert cradle to grave. Uh, when we come back, we're gonna I'm going to ask you the very quick question, and then I want to talk about State of the Union. But think about this, gentlemen. Uh, is the pendulum going to swing the other way? We didn't get down to that question. Uh, are, is the left finally realizing that holding uh, uh, people accountable for the sins of, of uh, their youth is going to come and bite them on the, uh, on the patoot? This is the Langercast. We'll be right back. Now, more of the Langer cast with Andrew Langer and Jerry Rogers. We are back. I wonder, if, I wonder if that's how I've done it. Maybe I've got to stop sounds before they uh, before they finish. Anyway, we are back. This is the Langer cast. I'm Andrew Langer. Jerry Rogers. Turn your volume up, folks. I'm sorry if the volume's low. We're, at, we're dealing with some technical issues here. Hopefully, I'm going to be able to fix it in post. <laughs> uh, we're joined by Cameron Gray, our good friend Cameron Gray. Hi, folks. Um, and yes, I know Buzz Burbank. I, I, I just wanted I, to make that clip very clear. Cameron. I, I, Trump um, can suck it. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God! Yeah, that's uh, yeah. Buzz, Buzz, not not a fan. Buzz, and you know who else is on the network? I know. I, good old Buzz, Bob Seska. Bob Seska. Bo Bob. Does Bob live around here? No, I think Bob's in Hawaii. I, no, I thought he moved. Did he move back? Yeah. Why? Well, I don't know. Here, breaking news. All right. So, uh, Lieutenant Governor Fairfax has hired Brett Kavanaugh's law firm. Uh, wow. His, his and, and the accuser hired, hired yes, uh, Christine Blasey Ford. Wow. They're going to the mattresses. Now, now you, you asked a question. I asked a question about the pendulum swinging the other way. The answer is no. Okay. Because they, they can't, will, right? They, they, they will still keep this standard for all those who oppose them. So it's a double standard. Of so course, the, pendulum, right. the pendulum only yeah, works right. for and, the double and, standard. And, I, I, you know, look, I, whether you have daughters or not, whether you're married or not, again, okay, I agree that you need to have evidence. What's disturbing to me about Fairfax, and Cameron already said the number one reason, which is the context. The context was, well, it was uncooperated, so the, po the Post didn't run it, but then you know, a year later, they ran all these uncooperated stories on, on Kavanaugh. So the, the, the blatant hypocrisy, the blatant uh, lack of, of rules, uh, uh, journal, no journal, journalistic ethics at all. Right. That's number one. Number two is what I heard what this man said this morning uh, when he was talking about this incident. This man not meaning me because you pointed at me. Yeah, you did point at him. I, I, was on, <laughs> I was on the same thing. Lieutenant Governor. <laughs> Lieutenant Governor. I'm crushing your head now. <laughs> Lieutenant Governor Fairfax in a private meeting yes. when, when, when these you charges the were raised, right. uh, he said, uh, and pardon me, Mom, he said, F this B. Yes. Uh, and, but he didn't say F and Your B. Your mom hates letters? <laughs> My point. But again, th that shows you his complete disrespect. Well, and that's that right women. there. Yeah. That that right there, the Handmaid's Tale cosplayers and the <laughs> Pussyhat Marchers yes. should have been in every Richmond Absolutely. restaurant waiting to follow him around and scream at him Absolutely. for saying yes. just those words. Right. That Can you imagine? Well, People had a problem with Kavanaugh drinking is, beer. Time out. And yes. there was F that B that, doesn't get the, the, exactly the pitches it, right? the pitchforks. I mean, if, if Northam, if Northam and Fairfax and Herring all stay in office. Is the is Antifa going to start showing up at no, Richmond at Richmond no. restaurants? No, that why? That shows the pendulum, what the pendulum has not. Right, exactly. Right. That answers your question. It's stuck up there with a, with a magnet. 
I'll but say, all right, but what happens? So up. what happens then when it? So does the public hold them accountable for this no. in the next election cycle? No. But, but, but I say this, I say this, you know, in Virginia especially because let's not forget that we have a legislative election coming up this fall. Virginia's off cycle. Every so so every member is so and and the Democrats were expected to pick up votes. Um, if Northam Herring and and Fairfax stay in, does this not? Augur ill for them going down the road? Well, listen, if the media called balls and strikes, if there was reporting on the facts uh, and then there was an informed public, yes, they, they yeah. would be held to account. The problem is, is that uh, outside of partisan interests like Republicans, like conservatives, uh, they will continue to show the hypocrisy of the left. But unless it's amplified, you know, people wonder why, you know, uh, a majority of Americans still don't support the wall. Mm -hmm. I think a, a significant minority, 42%, supports the wall. Yes. But when, when there is daily, hourly, yes. by the minute, Absolutely. negative, negative, negative uh, uh, from, the, from the mainstream media, the, right. the objective media mm -hmm. about how the wall is sinful, the wall is racist, the wall is immoral, yeah. the wall doesn't work. Well, it's no wonder why. You know, uh, well, 60, you know, 60 percent or 58 percent of the people don't want it uh, when 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 Trump's negatives are, are in the 90s or, or, or whatever his negatives are. Well, it's no wonder. Yes. When again, not, not shouldn't ev his not approval ratings be lower, given the, the constant, oh the constant well, just, beating just up to, the media's engaged just to prove your point. Look at the snap polls after the State of the Union. Absolutely. Right. They were all. High, high really high, yeah. because it was they were just shown the president in his own words with zero filter, right. zero analysis. Here, what did this man? What what, what was the effect he had on you? And they were and pretty is good. it any wonder that the president is then calling? A, the president is spending so much time on Twitter, and B. Now, I don't agree with him to do this, but talking about trying to create a government-run well, so right. media network—that's I mean, that's, that's that's, that's 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 the unforced that's errors. The, but, right, right. but I mean, yeah. But 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 on the other hand. I don't agree with it. I don't want him to do it. But you sort of understand where he's coming from when he talks you do, about but, this. But you but you got to, you know, the rational mind that's, is. That's, yes. that's, that's the unseriousness problem. This Remember, just because yes. you're paranoid doesn't mean they're you know, not look, after Look, you. Trump's doing a lot of good. Trump gets a bad rap uh, in the media. But Trump's biggest problem is still Trump. Perf a perfect course, transition. Yeah. Well, we, And you talk about the State of the Union. Yes. To me, perfect the, transition, the biggest yeah. problem I had in his State of the Union was the fact that he brought up the investigations against him. Well, What a stupid see, point. Was, who, I mean, that's just yes. the most self-serving, dumb thing to say was, in the in the midst of what was a pretty good speech. It was. I agree with that. All right, let me ask you this, because, Jerry, I mean, you, you came away. You were, I, Listen, I liked the speech. I thought it was a good speech. I came in for crap from somebody, garbage from somebody, because I was not... Uh, effusive in my praise. I didn't say it was it, the greatest State of the it Union was, ever. Was in my lifetime the the best State of the Union that I've ever heard. Okay, and I, I, re right, I, and I remember. I remember. Jerry, were, were, I remember were, Reagan tippling back a little bit during the speech. No, it was okay. Um, in terms of being effective, in terms of listen, listen what this guy did in the speech. It was brilliant. He tr he met he. Met, MS-13, yes. arrested in New York. Guess whose district that was? It was AOC's. Yes. yes. Yeah. He was trolling her. Of course. When he was the, you're behind the gate. Look, everyone everyone who doesn't want the wall live behind walls. Yes. I mean, it was, it was, it was brilliant okay. in that sense. Here's, and but no, it wasn't, but it was, he, they were, you, let's just but talk no about. no other president ever did that But before. let's just I talk about speeches itself. Yeah. 
you know, just I know this is very piddly, but the oh. weird paragraph yes, breaks. Yes, yes, there was, yes. There were there were sections ding, ding, ding. where he would go like seamlessly from one yeah. thing to another. Boom, so right you can't. It was like Reagan was. It was like the it, scene in the American President where he, where it was very. You know, they they edited like yeah. whole right. paragraphs. Of the so speech. just in terms clear. of speechifying, let's just let's not say the greatest ever. I had mm-hmm. so I had this conversation. It's so funny because I had a conversation. Old friend of mine from D.C. Uh, not really involved in politics anymore. Um, haven't seen her in forever. We were talking yesterday about getting together this week, and and I, we talked about the speech. She goes, "Yeah, what'd you think?" Kind of ham-handed with the transitions. Right. And I'm like, "Well, yeah. there you go." I so that's that's where I came away thematically. I loved what he talked about. He he hit he hit all the right notes, but it, Look, it I, kept. I, it I, I was happy he wasn't breathing heavy. Like, like well, he of course, does. yes, of course. And then I loved the sort of, and then part of me was transfixed. By Nancy Pelosi behind him, yeah, yeah. chewing on her gum or chewing on yeah, her just, drink. Just, yeah. Really, something. just watching the wheels turn. Yes. Stand, sit, stand, yes. sit. <laughs> it was, it was beautiful. Playing my body lies over the ocean in her head. Wait a minute, it's a B. Do I stand up now or not? I have a question for you guys. As it turns out, I think those Democrat women all wearing white was a huge mistake. Because we talk about Handmaid's Tale. Oh yes, to me, absolutely. I mean, the visual of that is this Handmaid's Tale. But also, as it gets. when when, yes. when when he's talking about going after coyotes and sex traffickers, right, and they can't, and they're literally all together. Yes. Yeah. Just sitting yeah, there. if you if you're so abolish ice that you can't even give them credit for stopping the right. sex trafficking of young girls, yep. you got to screw loose. Well, I mean, but doesn't this get into what we were talking about with the abortion issue, right? Which is this whole idea of staking out the most extremist part, where you can't sort of go down that road. And do you want folks like this advocating for you, where you are so extreme, where you've laid out this marker on the table that the wall is immoral, uh, ice needs to be abolished, and then when they do something which so clearly benefits an yeah. important constituency to you that you but can't go down. Let me that ask you road. this question: You just talked to AOC yeah. and what happened. Queens, right? The, the shooting, the MS-13 yep. shooting right, right. on the subway platform, right. on video, a yeah. horrific yeah. video. You and, see the fight, six shots. I mean, it's, it's unbelievable. During the afternoon. During the afternoon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. broad daylight. <laughs> so shades know, of 1979. Here's something that drives me crazy about the AOCs of the world and the abolish ISIS of the world. This happened in her district. She's got a gigantic. Someone said the other day, I think she has more Twitter followers than like Madonna. She's yeah. like become this. Right. They love her, right? She, whenever she tweets something, it gets tens of thousands of retweets. She can dis, she can pretty much steer news coverage. I mean, people sure, love absolutely. this woman. She will not talk about this, and the fact that this guy who did the the, the alleged shooter was recently released on twenty five hundred dollars bond. Yep. Um, a known MS-13 member, right there. Right. Um, he was taken up with like nine or ten MS-13 members, and he was allowed back on the streets for twenty five hundred dollars. And they knew he was dangerous. They knew he was a member of a gang. She'll never do it. But this is where the AOCs of the world are so full of crap. Because if how do you scream abolish ICE, yeah. but you don't scream abolish? Fill in the blank, whatever this sure. is called. Right. You know, yeah. ab- uh, abolish gang violence. Light, well, you can't abolish gang yeah. violence, but abolish light on crime. Abol- and this right, is my right. trouble with our side with criminal justice reform. Criminal justice reform has never, let's strengthen the penalties. Let's find out a way to keep people behind bars. Sure, there's a lot of unjust stuff and things need to be changed. Fine. But it's never in the... In the in the, sure. in the favor of the victim. Absolutely. This is my issue oh, there. Yes. But you can't scream abolish okay. ICE and then not scream abolish this judge or this this sure. mentality that let this guy Listen, out in the street. This is this is the central issue we spend a lot of time talking about on the WBAL about the about the the cycle in, in Baltimore. Now Baltimore's problems are not restricted to sort of one particular thing, but the issue of the pattern of 
lenient judges letting violent offenders back oh, on yeah, the streets. Queens doesn't have issue. a monopoly yes. on that whatsoever. No, yeah, of course, a nationwide issue. Sure. No, no, but the but the point is, it's it, it. There's a microcosm in. I mean, New York's listen. New York's massive. Mm-hmm. I mean, New York might as well be its own its own country for Pete's sake. But you know, Baltimore is small and grows smaller every year. Sure. It should be a city in which you can take these issues and run with them and deal with them. And speaking of Baltimore, last yeah. night I retweeted this. The Fox Baltimore tweeted uh, a bunch of dummies from Johns Hopkins who are upset because Johns Hopkins What's the has force? It, no no has a has a contract with ICE. Yeah. yeah. They want they want ICE off their campus. So they're around and so so Johns Hopkins I looked it up I didn't know I knew it was expensive. $48,000 a year oh, yes. to send your kid there. They're chanting no borders, no countries, stop right there and then no deportations. But think yeah. of the first two. These are supposed to be smart college students oh, yes. running around chanting no borders, no countries in the city that people are getting slaughtered on the streets on a daily, yeah, almost absolutely. hourly basis yeah. sometimes. Where's the chant against that? Yeah, well, why, exactly why, don't, right. why don't they organize against what's going on in their own city? They, 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 these, these, I, I call them lunkheads. They, this is this Ocasio-Cortez mentality. Oh, yes. but here's, you know, abolish ICE. But look at what's going on around you. And that, How, white, and that, and that right. straight white men are the problem. But here's, okay, why, no. here's why this problem will only get worse. Toxic masculinity, Kevin. And, yeah, of course. And look, we all know that the media has been biased forever. You know, you know go back to, to, to 68, the Tet Offensive. Cronkite says we're losing the Vietnam War. He was wrong on the facts. He was wrong on what happened. The Tet Offensive was a massive military victory for America. Yep. Uh, we almost wiped out the entire uh, North Vietnamese Army. It was, I mean, in fact, we probably could have ended the Vietnam yep. War in 68 hadn't the media not turned. Of course. And that was part of the problem. Then, then we started making these political calculations that extended that war and killed another 30,000 Americans. So again, uh, the uh, bloodshed of, of, of more than half of, of the men in, 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 who died in Vietnam right. are on the hands of Walter Cronkite in my, in my, in my mm. mind. Uh, but however, move forward. We've always known they've been biased. However, there was a tipping point uh, in 2016. Uh, they, they, they shed any uh, any 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 appearance of objectivity. Every media source everywhere now: yeah. the Washington Post, the New York Times, CNN, MSNBC, even Fox News, uh, to uh, in a different way. Yeah. It's all advocacy, and and the reason why the AOCs, AOCs, AOCs yeah. can do what they do with impunity, mm-hmm. and the reason why you can d- defend. Abortion up until and after birth. Mm-hmm. Jerry's is, talking generically. He's not pointing to me and saying, "I'm sorry." Right, right, right. But the reason yes. why the reason why these issues now, because there there is no, there is no check. There is no hold you accountable. Yes. Uh, in New Jersey, I, I go back to it. Okay, so now this is the law in New Jersey where your child, your seven year old boy wants to transition to be a girl. Right. He goes and talks to the social studies teacher, the social studies teacher has no legal obligation to tell the parents. That's New Jer- that's not going to change. Yeah. That's that's it. Right? So I'm starting to think that those of us who still have this idea of right and wrong, where we still think that democracy uh, and liberty and the rule of law and property rights still matter, we're going to have to form our own little little platoons, our own little yep. communities. Mm-hmm. Uh, to look, what's going to happen? Oh, and, and look, we we had, we, we had this debate, and I'm 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 Bogarden here, but that's all right. Go ahead. Uh, years ago, Rent away. I, look, I was opposed to uh, the um, look. I, I I'm gonna, I'm gonna back up. I was in favor of civil unions before anyone even knew what the hell civil unions were. Yes. In a free country, if two men, two women, three men want to organize themselves okay, in a way, right. do it. 
fine. And, and, and have all the legal rights and privileges. Doesn't hurt anybody. Yeah. Who cares? My problem was when they wanted to take the word marriage, and not because you know, not because uh, we've respected that word in this country, because we haven't. You know, no fault divorce and everything right. else. But be, because I knew that there was a wider, uh, a wider agenda uh, coming after that, mm. uh, and, 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 and 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 it's happened. What the left wants to do is break up the family. That's their purpose is to break it up. Yeah. And, and they're winning, and they continue to win because they have the media, they have the, the academics. You want to know why those, those really smart kids at Johns Hopkins are, is, are protesting this ridiculous thing? It's because they've been in public schools for 12 years. Right. And so, so my, I guess— I Well, guess, and they also see the uh, AOCs of the world right. blasting ICE, and she's sure, the biggest right. star right now. So the question is— She gets it, rewarded. You know, my wife always texts me when I'm, when I'm on WBAL and I rant against a problem. She always— brings right back and she goes well jerry what's the solution right what is the solution uh, and I, think, I think the solution here is is we have to rebuild our communities agreed we have to go back to the idea of 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 taking care of each other hiring each other educate pr private school i love you know what's his name on fox i'll shut up now uh what's his name does the fox sunday show he's chris wallace 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 it was so like what what uh the president never mentioned education uh, during his. Uh, <laughs> yeah, the president also didn't mention unicorns. I know, yeah. but the president yeah. did mention education. He mentioned school choice. Yes, right. and I think one way to empower Americans who are concerned about the cultural tide is that we need a massive, uh, is top from the bottom up is not working. We need a federal program, a federal statute that allows school choice, school charter schools in all fifty states. Yes, that's the beginning of how uh, to, to, to turn the tide. I think. I'll shut up. Well, I know. Listen, I, I, it's interesting you talk about this because it is the detachment from community is central to who we are as we're, where we're going as we a no people. We no longer have shared values. Well, it's it's not just the shared values aspect of it, but the connection that we have to those around us is so important. And it's 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 funny because when I was in grad school, that was the one the one thing we know about education. We talk about charter school, school choice, whatever homeschooling. What we what we do know is the one determining factor in a child's success in education is the involvement of that child's parents mm -hmm. in the educational process. If the parents are involved, and, and what does the state want to do? What what's yep. the what's the big thing now is to have a pre 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 K. Yes, yeah. to have yeah. kids three years old. Like I said earlier, supplant yeah. the parents. It's supplant nuts. the parents. Get kids into a system. Although, and and we know the science. The science tells us. That children, regardless of their of their economic background, because we we did this in, uh, with uh, with Philadelphia, they're raising the soda they raise the soda tax in Philadelphia in yeah. order to pay for pre K, uh, and therefore parents have to work longer and have to send their kids off to pre K, right? And and science, not left, not right, but science tells us that black children, white children, poor children, rich children, all children benefit immensely and, 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 it, and it, it proportionally grows mm -hmm. depending upon how much they spend with their parents in their in their early years well listen i want to i want to shift gears a little bit i want to talk about what cameron gray is up to with his writing these days because he's doing all sorts of great stuff jerry i know you're doing a lot of writing i want to talk a little bit about my writing uh, we're all we're all doing good things yes, want to hear we want to hear more about what cameron gray is up to yes, sure when we come back, this is the Langercast on the Realm Network. At the risk of being crude, there must be 50 ways to leave your lover. Now, more of the Langercast with Andrew Langer and Jerry Rogers. We are back. 
This is the Langer cast on the Realm Network. What's that, Cameron Gray? Can I break in with some breaking news? Please. As we taped the show uh, 20 minutes ago from Peggy Fox, Channel 9 here in D.C., uh, Virginia Lieutenant Governor Justin Fairfax demands retraction from NBC over reports that he used profanity towards an accuser. Oh, that is his lawyers talking. Right. This because is, that's the important part, yeah, by the way. Listen, Paul, it, I mean, not, listen, not the fact that he forced oral sex. In no, fact, he but, said F that B. No, no, no. But <laughs> but this is but this is this is where it comes in, right? I mean, this is where we're coming down to. It's it's this is now where we get the the tactical strategic game on all of their parts in terms the, of how they the, play. Look, the political Jerry wants these three to stay around. Yes, because, agreed. Because no one can tell me. Well, what did Trump say back in what year was exactly. that? What year was that? Access Hollywood was it 2012? I knows? forget. Yes. yes, about yeah. It was a long time ago. Right. I why, mean, why are you bringing that up, Jerry? I'm bringing it up because because <laughs> he wants Billy Bush to get a new job. Because, <laughs> <the horror laughs> Billy Bush, that, he misses that, that Billy poor Bush. guy lost his marriage. Did that guy lost everything? You know. But my point is, is that you can't you can't make these 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 arguments any longer. No, you, you cannot say without any proof. Oh, and everyone just said this is wait, why I everyone think the just pendulum is going to have to swing. No, it's not going to swing. You watch CNN. I watch CNN just for 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 sniffs and giggles. giggles. Um, Sorry, Geraldine. They call they call Trump a racist. You can count sometimes in an hour, eight eight times. Don Lemon is he's almost like he's almost um, Infowars level yes. bad yeah. on the on the, the other right. side. Right. Just crazy is, crap. They're, 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 like, and again, the, the the two things that Trump where he where he leaned racial was obviously in his poor response to Charlottesville and then his and then his delay in fixing his poor response. Sure. Number one. Number two, I thought, was when he when he said that that Mexican judge couldn't. That's uh, right. And just, it was but, so, it, it, the whole thing is to me just all unforced errors. He yeah. Just, right. He does but it to himself is, so often. My point is, that's it. That's the, that's that's where they go to. Right. But how can you now say that our president is racist and you have a lieutenant governor? Who wore a KKK outfit sure. uh, when he was 25 years old, sure. starting to be a doctor? I mean, give me. I mean, there was. I think it was. It was even on CNN a discussion. No, it was actually MSNBC. A discussion of the fact that we're talking about blackface so much because of Trump. I mean, they they they, they put it together. <laughs> yeah, that's yes, you know, it's Trump's, it's, fault, it's Trump's that, fault. That it's Trump's fault. That the Democrat, the Democrats. <laughs> blackface is in the news. Idea. Why yes. is it in the news so much? Because of Trump. That's I mean, it's, it, it, it's insane. It is. It is. It is certainly. It is certainly insane. I, but this. But this, Jerry, this is why I'm saying, right? If we force them, if we force the issue, and we're all staring at our at our parking yeah, uh, right. at our party things, um, if we force the issue, right? You've just said this, where um, now, you know, if Northam. Fairfax and Herring don't go. Now it takes all of these other issues off the table. No, but no, it, it doesn't. What okay. I'm saying is here. Here, here's what I'm saying. I don't think. I believe in broken windows policy. Yes, hundred percent. Not just yeah. for crime. Absolutely. Not just. I believe that if you let the little ah, things go by, yes. then the big things happen. Yes. So I believe in Absolutely. fighting every fight. And what I'm saying is, this gives me the ability to fight every fight. I don't think they're going to stop fighting, though. I, I, they, they are going to continue to go left. They're going to continue to try to break up the family. Uh, uh, they're going to continue to try to remake America. Look, you have uh, up Colorado, just the, its Senate just voted last week uh, to forget the Electoral College and uh, uh, award, their, award their electoral votes by, by the national popular, mm -hmm. uh, popular vote. The left wants to undo America. That's it. And I think the long, the, the short-term tactical uh, 
uh, uh, thing we do is we use the Northams and the Fairfaxes in our daily fights. I think the long-term solution is we have to go back and rebuild our own communities. We have to go back and, re and we have to build schools. We have to go back, get, get, get folks back in the church, back into the Rotary Club, uh, civic, uh, civic, uh, civic institutions, uh, the little platoons. Sorry, guys. We need to rebuild our little platoons, and we have to just make sure that we, that we keep as much of America as we can. I, I, I agree with you. And there's a lot there, and I was looking up this quote. This is the this quote. Henry V, by the way, on uh, Amazon Prime now. Okay. If you've never seen the Kenneth Branagh Henry V, it's great. Uh, I'm reminded, Shakespeare writes, If little faults proceeding on distemper shall not be winked at, Jerry, how shall we stretch our eye when crap, capital crimes, chewed, swallowed, and digested, appear before us? It's important stuff. Keep, Listen, keeping, with, with keeping with the, uh, the British uh, mentions, yes. we're standing on a blue line. Yes. Oh, I agree with no, no, no. I I agree with that, and this gets into this issue of it, the. I'm not going to say the most telling part, um, but perhaps first of all, not just when he said it, but Bernie Sanders' reaction when the president oh, said, so "We will painful. not be a socialist country." Yeah, I mean, we, that was it was amazing. It, was, it you, tru truly was. Can, oh, yeah, Go but, ahead, Cameron Gray. No, just real quick, turn to you anyway. Oh, real quick, um, you talked about uh, in New Jersey. And then you just talked about Britain. It made me think of something that I just saw this morning and, and yesterday too. There is um, there's a movement in in Britain amongst Muslim parents, yes, who are very against LGBT teaching in the schools uh, in Britain. Um, if it was white Christian parents, you know the story would mm -hmm. be all over the place. And I always think about the social justice hierarchy. Yes, because you wonder ah. if you know who who places where. Sure. Do, do, do the rights of gays and lesbians trump the the rights of of uh, Muslims? Right. And what happens in this story? Does the British notoriously leftist scared press never give them any crap for, for their position on, yeah. on homosexuality? Yeah, right. I, what, I think that, so, too. Why, yeah, well, yeah. this gets into what we've long said about when we talk about the issues of, of sort of the Middle East and our involvement. I mean, we, we talk about this, and yet we, we there are all sorts of people who want to condemn Israel for all manner of things, yet we have these extremist theocracies in the Middle East well, that are stoning gay people and, and throwing the, them off rooftops. And the thing drives you crazy. As, yeah. a, as a far-right Zionist Jew that I am, um, they are always accusing Israel of pinkwashing, right? Yes. You know, uh, the, Israel uses right, their yeah, pro-gay right. rights uh, agenda to, 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 to mitigate the, you know, the occupation and the killings in Gaza and all this stuff. But where are the people who are screaming pinkwashing? Where are they in on this this uh, Muslim parents in UK schools? They won't say a word. That's where it drives Listen, me crazy. It's not just in the UK. Of course not. No, no, I so, know. Agree. Uh, 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 New York Post yesterday. I love the New York Post. Uh, has a front page story or you know a story on um, on oh what is it uh, civic Muslim patrols? Oh yeah, the oh. MCPs. Have, yeah, am I saying the MC? What was it called? Yeah, Muslim the, community patrols. Right, and they have uniforms, mm -hmm. and the cars they use are the same font. Yes, as yeah. the New York City. Right. Police. Yes. Now, like, whatever. But I, let me. But stop for a second. Jewish community has done this in Crown Heights yes. for a long time. But not. But not. Not in the same manner. They don't have the same kind of cop cars. Agreed, but it's the same kind. So I have I have trouble with that. And they've been criticized too. They ha absolutely, absolutely. But a lot of people. Wait, do the, this, do the Satmars on patrol? Do they wear police? And also, the the, the Jewish hats? patrols are just in the um, are just in the Orthodox areas. Agreed. The Muslim it, it, patrols but I'm saying they're there. Are citywide. But, but and this is where I get crazy with people on our side because a lot of people on our side are just so anti-Muslim. It's just ridiculous. Yeah. Well, yeah. They just they I don't like no, Muslims I have no for the fact they're Muslims yet. I don't. I don't like the the cars, the same yeah, fonts as yeah. the New York City cop cars. But here, but th 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 this was my thought. 
I thought, well, what if, like, what if a conservative Christian denomination, oh, like, uh, like the Assembly? Wait, wait, you mean like the yeah. uh, the Oath Keepers? No, no, like, no, 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 mainstream, mainstream but, but right, Orthodox, like right. the Assemblies uh, of God. Okay, decided oh, to have a, uh, a Christian patrol. Absolutely. I mean, it would be. Well, the, 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 the Crusades. Yes, the Crusades uh, are a, back. That's yes. my point. I agree with you. As long, look, if 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 there's a if there are new immigrants who want to make New York City safer by being uh, by have volunteer patrols, I'm all in favor of it. My only problem with the Muslim one is is the uh, it's it's it looks too much like the. Like it is, yeah, it is a little you weird know? in that sense. Um, and the Jewish one, I think, is a little bit different because it's it's. It's um, it's uh, it's it's held only to the most orthodox. Well, and here and here's yeah. my issue with the Jewish one too. The Jewish one has been proven to be needed a lot Absolutely. lately, which is oh, the yeah. sad part. I mean, the the underreporting of anti-Semitic attacks oh, yes. in Brooklyn. Oh my goodness! Not by you know, not a single one. They did their study. Not a single one by a white supremacist. Yes. Right. Um, well, you know, and yet, and yet, and yet, the right is getting blamed for it. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. Right. There yeah. is. I mean, you want to talk about something different, writings, what Cameron's going on, but I have to say this. Please. There is a ugly, there is an ugly, growing anti-Semitism in the mainstream of the Democratic Party. Of course. Party. Yes. Look, at every, look at every college campus right, right. now. You, oh, yes. it's, it's, it's almost unsafe to be a Jew on a college uh, yes. campus. Well, and I'm not being hyperbolic. I mean, it's, it's bad. Right. I'm going to say this now. And the BDS movement is anti-Semitic. Yes, and it now Absolutely, has a champion yeah. in the halls of Congress. Yeah. You know, down the street from us, yeah. right here, Rashida Tlaib. No, well, oh more God, so Omar, uh, Ilhan Omar. Yep, that's she's right. the she's the big problem. Well, that's my point. I need now. By the way, I need to apologize. We are live this week from the uh, Kirby Center, the Boyle Studios at the Kirby Center of Hillsdale College. I have fallen down on my mantle oh in doing that God. and not letting them know. Anyway, go ahead, Jerry. I'm sorry. No, there's a growing anti-Semitism in the Democratic mainstream. Yes. You have um, uh, the Attorney General in Minnesota. Keith Ellison. Keith Ellison. Keith Ellison. Ellison. You yeah. have uh, occasional- Omar also Omar, in Minnesota. Right. Talib in Tlaib. Michigan. And AOC. And AOC. Very comfortable. Oh yeah. Look at yeah. look at the day of the. Uh, they were all sworn in. There's a picture with Linda Sarsour with all yes. of them. Yep. As far left as it gets, to even where the mainstream left had no a, right. as a little issue for them. I got a okay. I got a question for you, Cameron Gray. Yes. Uh, I know I'm not supposed to get into uh, battles on social media. Go. But uh, Linda Sarsour and I have a mutual friend. Am I allowed to get into uh, uh, battles on social media with Linda Sarsour? Is yes, that okay? All that's right. fine. I have your permission. That's fine. She's that so Linda odious. Sarsour exemption? She's yeah. She's, she's exception. All right. I appreciate she's, that. She's so good. horrific. Good, good, good. You could go at her. Right. That, All that's right. Fine. All right. AOC too. And I, I, you know, I, I, I got unfriended by every, a former, by now time, a member of Congress. If I'm ever on a, a a program and Trump comes up and, well, Jerry, you know, you know, President Trump's racist. <laughs> Talib, Ocasio, Ellison. And it goes on Omar. and on and on. Yes. It goes on and on and on. Well, and North, Northam and I mean, the fact of the matter Aaron. is there is a racist. I think your throwing racist shade on the president is because you don't want to shed light on on the anti-Semitism and the racism Absolute. coming from oh, the from the very sure. part. And now it's going to get worse because they well because of this stuff now it's going to get worse because they're going to want to defend their guy and they're going to say oh look at your uh, side. Remember when it's you want to get even worse. Listen when you have a movement that is predicated on the idea that there are certain people who uh, who uh, it is absolutely essential for government to step in there and intervene in their lives uh, that people can't make for themselves because of some past injustice to a uh, part of a society you know when you when you then add into the concept of eugenics and insa- and infanticide what could possibly go see, wrong see, yeah this is a good point yeah 
part of the problem is is that the left, and it's not just it's not it's no longer just the hard left. It's the mainstream left, the center left. They want you to make yourself or believe yourself to be a victim. Absolutely. And if you're a victim, then the idea of American greatness, the idea of exceptionalism in America, the idea of the rule of law, making uh, you know making a, a, a life for yourself. You, you you already believe you can't do those things yes. because I'm a woman, because I'm gay, because I'm brown, because right. of whatever. And it's interesting, too. I remember growing up in the Bronx, uh, and and there were Dominican neighborhoods. There were Puerto Rican neighborhoods. Sure. There were Cuban neighborhoods, Irish neighborhoods. There, well, were there all still neighborhoods. are. You say there were, but there still no, are, but, correct? But, but, no, no. Now, if you, if you people want to talk about, well, that's a Hispanic neighborhood. There never was Hispanic neighborhoods. Oh, I see what you're saying. The, right. the Puerto Ricans were proud. We're Puerto yes. Rican. We're Colombian. Yes. You know, we're—, we're what, and I think the left, this is the, this is the irony with identity politics. They have to strip people of their identity right. in order to put on them a, 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 an identity that fits into yes. their kind of political uh, worldview. Sure. You know, and, and I think this idea, I, I don't understand why, why, why my Hispanic friends don't get this, that they're actually, look, there's a reason why we say African-American, because these poor people were dragged here, murdered, raped, and pillaged, and brought here, and and they don't know where they came from. Um, yes, they know they came from Africa. Uh, most likely, it was uh, East Africa, right? West or Africa. West Africa. I'm sorry, West Africa. Of course, West Africa. Um, they know that. But if I emigrated here from Colombia, I know where my heritage comes from. Right. If I'm from Puerto Rico or from, from yes. Cuba, I know. So this idea they they want to make everyone the same. Yeah. But the victim the same yes which is why you know when you were growing up uh if you were puerto rican or cuban you were like you were you were white you were you weren't you weren't brown like this like this idea the, oh, i don't know yes the, the, the this sudden this sudden browning of america right. is something i think is made up by academics look i have a buddy yeah. carlos pena who's who's cuban right according to this culture Today, right? How we label people? He's he's brown. He's Cuban. He's mm -hmm. Hispanic. But his lineage goes back to Spain, and there are Cubans who are black. Yes. So if you have a Cuban who comes from, you know, the European uh, 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 heritage, right. or you're Cuban who comes from from an African heritage, well then, like, what are you then? Right. Like, what what's a black Cuban? You see, it yeah. just gets. It, I, it, it, Ramen chocolate milk? We're just <laughs> My point is and I'm I'm rambling Sounds now. Sounds delicious. Is where <laughs> that's not pretty good. We we're stripping people of who they are the in order to, white to put on them who we want them to be. Yeah. You know what I mean? This whole intersectionality. <laughs> yes, yes, uh, yes, thank you. Right? Inter absolutely. Which is the the epicenter of of anti-semitism right. Uh, anti yes, right. right now. It's it's Cameron Gray, what are you working on these days? Uh, I'm looking Get for a Jared job. Race, will you please? I'm gonna, I'm gonna be honest. Please I'm uh, very uncomfortable. You, you have a lot of people watching and listening. Yes. I'm uh, looking for a, a gig. I lost my job uh, recently at the end of November after a downsizing. Mm. Uh, so in the meantime, I'm, I'm writing for Legal Insurrection. I'm tweeting, uh, making, you know, making not my opinion, getting, not getting into fights, not getting into fights, making my opinions known, but uh, actively searching uh, for a new job here in 2019, and and uh, got some bites, but. Uh, Nothing definite yet. So communications has, expert. Communications, uh, media, any of that stuff it has to be in D.C. My wife, because thankfully my wife has a very successful real estate business yes. here in this ridiculous real estate market. Uh, so if anyone has any any uh, thoughts or uh, leads or lines, let me know. Jerry, what are you working on these days? I'm, I'm going to sort of start to wind this down. I'm, I'm working I got something. On... I got a song for you, Cameron Gray, oh, at the end of the you. show. Trying to save America. Don't you have a radio show, Jerry? Oh, yeah, that's right. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Hey, listen, all joking aside, so. 
This is the worst Johnny Carson plug show ever. Oh, I have to, uh, <laughs> tomorrow, Sunday, no, 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 this weekend, this weekend, so February what? What is that? February... Oh, God. February 8th is Friday. Friday. February 10th. February 10th. They debut of the Jerry Rogers show nice. on WBAL uh, 1090 uh, FM 101.5. So. And, uh, but listen, you could listen to it anywhere in the world. Right. Right. Absolutely. On right. the WBAL <laughs> app or on your smart speakers. Just say, Alexa, play WBAL. That's yeah. how my dad yeah. listens in And, now. Andrew, you and I are still working on the... the Drug pricing issue, and I you know, look. I think that drug pricing is going to be, uh, other than outside of the wall and maybe infrastructure, uh, healthcare drug pricing mm-hmm. is going to be a massive issue. You already Absolutely. see it now. You can't you, you, you can't Google healthcare, and the uh, the two two things that come up. Medicare for all and drug pricing. And there are two ways to do the drug pricing issue. There's a good way and there's a bad way. That's right. There's a way that will uh, protect uh, medical progress, and there's one that will destroy medical progress. Absolutely. And we have to make sure that the the former does not take hold. Uh, I'm on on Saturday, Saturday, 7 a.m. to 10 a.m. I'm going to be joined this weekend by Luke Roshak from The Daily Caller. Nice. He's got a new book out. We may actually do a podcast. Is that how you say his name? Roshak? Yes. Oh, I thought it was Raziak. I had no idea. No, Raziak. That's what I was I was told. He's got a new book out. We may actually get him for a special Langer cast because I really want to go deep because it's an interesting interesting book. Uh, you know, it's interesting, Hammer Gray, uh, you asked the question. I have feelers out if mm. my if I can get my, my first email back. Yes. Uh, I'm hoping to get Graham Nash for an interview, and I'm hoping to get Billy Joel for an interview. And well, now you have Joe Clark on the list. Oh, and, and, uh, and Getty Lee because he's got a new book out. So... I'm not sure it will happen, but I'm trying to get Cory Booker to come on. Come on oh, I think you show. should. Absolutely. Yeah. That's good. I think I will be. I, I was once quite, acquainted quite with the, the coop. senator. Quite yeah. the coop, to say the least. Uh, so, yeah, so Did you know T-Bone? <laughs> <laughs> you, you know T-Bone? Yeah. T-Bone's his booker. <laughs> yeah, Jerry, Jerry was T-Bone. Um, anyway, and, and then, Jerry of course, we're going to be joined by uh, Bart McClellan, uh, who's going to come on and talk about some, some uh, tech issues. Anyway, guys, have a great week. Uh, as always. Oh, well, listen, because I missed out on it before. Uh, we have Hills been live Dale. this week from from the uh, Boyle Studios of the Kirby Center. This mic flag is nice. Hillsdale, yeah, isn't it nice? Look Hillsdale that. College, hillsdale.edu. Go and check them out. Yes, right there. I would have said. Thank you. And honestly, I, you know, I've you know, conservative here in D.C. I've never been to this this uh, oh, great. campus complex. What do you want to say? Yeah. This this townhouse here in in D.C. across from the Heritage Foundation, a very good uh, conservative area of, of D.C. This is a not it's a beautiful studio. Yes. These, these the libraries out here are amazing. Oh, it's fantastic. So, yeah, so kudos to Hillsdale. And, you know, it's funny because they're actually on the Hillsdale Library system. There's no joke. They're on the Hillsdale Library system in terms of how you can check things out and the, and the numbers. It's anyway. so funny. I was watching these kids out here, and yeah. I was looking at the Dewey Decimal System. <laughs> Do you think they have any no. idea? You know, it's interesting because, <laughs> anyway, we can have a whole conversation about <laughs> university libraries. Yeah. Cameron Graham playing the song uh, in honor of you. Do you familiar with this one? Seven Days in Entebbe, if you haven't seen it. Okay. This is a song that teaches counting in Hebrew, uh, but it's used. It's, it's a whole theme in, in the movie Seven okay. Days in Entebbe, nice. which is uh, out. Uh, it's on cable right now. Yeah. Anyway, anyway so guys, uh, check us out. Thank you very much. Episode 166 of the Langercast. Have a great week, everybody. Have fun and stay safe.